how do you how the fuck do we start this one off man because i'm snossages. i can explain it uh, snossages like yeah god damn okay uh welcome to the blood fucking podcast <laughs> 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 round three fuck. <laughs> uh this is the devil's work podcast i'm your host sideshow along with evelyn and skeptic and we are the show that uh, gets their hands dirty, so you don't have to. We get it <laughs> we, all dirty. We, uh, yeah, we watch very fucked up movies and uh, and and relay them back to you. Yeah. And uh, you make the decision if you want to join us on that journey or not. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> hey, no judge, no judgment, no judgments. We believe in consent here. It's fine, you know. <laughs> there are warriors and there are cowards. <laughs> I think I heard Joe Rogan call it one time. <laughs> anyway today we are covering uh very close to the mission statement of the show we are covering a movie called angst uh i completely forgot to look up the director's name i have it but i remember i have it okay can you pronounce it because i was like i have i have one of these queued up let's go okay let's go good yeah we are spigny <laughs> what? Spignia. I thought it was Jer. Oh, Zbigniew. Rybczynski. It's like he says it slower on purpose. Zbigniew Rybczynski. Okay. I thought it was directed by Gerald Cargill or Cargi. Up for debate. Oh, okay. Okay. So Gerald Cargill, whose name is way easier to suss out, he is the director and he co wrote the screenplay with the right. cinematographer and editor, Zbigniew yep. Rubachinsky. Exactly. There yeah. You know. That's, yeah. That, I was confused in that too because I was reading the, um, the, uh, like the, the info, like the little, like, um, tidbits about it, and they, they were talking about he's a renowned cinematographer. Like, he yeah, is. yeah, I was I was reading up on him, and I thought that he was the the director. So exactly because yeah. he is, and he like teaches cinematography and directing exactly. and filmmaking. So yeah, I was like, oh. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So this is uh, this one came out in 1983. I believe. This is a contender for the oldest movie we've covered so far. I think the Changeling Ooh. might be, yeah, the the Changeling might be up there. Hmm. But and uh, if you're wondering what this movie is about, this is the story of a young Dachshund puppy aww. named Cuba who's living a very boring life, and then he meets a young man and they go on adventures together. <laughs> Not inaccurate. Exactly. Main it's character. Somehow extremely accurate. Oh <laughs> uh, man! And also, I gotta say, this is weirdly enough the first one I think we've ever covered with a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes score. What? Really? Yeah. Are you How? Are you fucking kidding me? I am not kidding you. That is literally yeah. That is literally the tomato meter. Yeah. It's. it's I mean, I think it's very good, but like, uh, it, I'm surprised. It's it's insane that that's the consensus. What the this fuck? Movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it has six reviews. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to that point, this honestly is a lesser covered film. This is not one that actually is very discussed a lot of the time. I think uh, I heard about it. I think 
literally with within those like just film circles where you're just like, oh, have you heard of this one? And this one's fucked up. Have you heard of this one? Like it was one of those like things. And like this one, the name got tossed around one time, and I just like picked it up. I think it was. Uh, I probably saw this for the first time in like 2020, around there. Um, and yeah, I immediately left an impression on me. I was like, this is <laughs> fucking morbid, dude. You like, watched a home invasion movie watched, when you were stuck at home? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking psycho. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting uh, just this- there with a, with a knife like, oh, I dare somebody to break in. Yes, I wish a <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, uh, I love it because when you, when you actually Google the movie Angst, uh, the title comes up as fear because that's the German word for angst, mm. or that's the vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. Okay, the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a translation. Yeah. Um, yeah. This uh, this movie uh, is very fucked up. We uh, we like to give people the uh, trigger warnings up top. Mm-hmm. Um, I will do that, but absolutely know that this is. This is probably one of the more morbid ones that we've covered on the show. Uh, this is definitely like when when the events unfold, it gets real fucking bleak, real fast. This is so yeah. This is like literally halfway through. Amanda just went like, yeah. Good luck finding some like deep philosophical tie here. Yeah, and, exactly. and I was like, yeah, thanks. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna no. fucking need it. Like it's fucking hard. It's it's a it. But again, I think this is this, this is a very good uh, example of the mission statement of the show. Like I li- and why we even like go to these movies too. Like we've talked about it before. We like violence with a point. We like it to have something to say. Like like yeah, yeah for sure. Like like ruin my fucking life, but give me a reason why. Like the you know like what I mean? like as much as there is, yeah, that spectacle of it. The whole time we're like. Okay, and then at some point, you know, you're gonna, someone's gonna get untied, and they're gonna mm-hmm. fucking do the, the thing. Like, come on, rally, yeah. rally, yep. you know, like, yeah, yeah exactly, um, yeah. And it just gets more and more. Like, that's the thing too. Like, I like how it's almost like a comedy of errors in the worst fucked up way. Like, this yeah, has is, a lot of. It does have some sort of darkly amusing moments. Yeah, because it's situational humor. It's, it's very sloppy. Yeah, 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 very yeah. much. Like, we like we were all talking about it before. This almost, it, it reminded a lot of, uh, uh, it reminded all of us of the um, uh, Man Bites Dog. Mm-hmm. It reminded us it's- very much in that, that like same vein of like the serial killer who has this like grandiose image of himself but is a complete fucking idiot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but even more so like Benoit was yeah. an idiot yeah. but Benoit yeah. had the people around him fooled and Benoit had yeah. himself yeah. fooled and despite him like being such a falsely cultured person he was good at his craft he was yeah. he was yeah, good yeah, yeah. at what he did like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. despite his other you know, like intellectual and social shortcomings, which are only shortcomings mm-hmm. because he's trying to be someone he's not. So when you're like, exactly. oh, let's talk about this this high art concept, and it's like you don't, mm-hmm. you have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Like that's mm-hmm. that's when it becomes a shortcoming, you know. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. this guy, like you said, is uh, he's just a complete inept fucking idiot. So it's yeah, no, and he's like more feral. He's more, he's yeah. very much more like ravenous. Like he's just more fucking, 
uh, uh, to straight to the point, like literally to the point where like none of the characters have names except for like the one of them gets named later on, the daughter. Mm-hmm. But uh, like literally, he's billed as the psychopath, and like there, uh, we should probably discuss it too. There are two versions of this movie. Um, there is the uh, quote unquote director's cut. Mm-hmm. And then there is the theatrical release, and the theatrical release was longer than the director's cut, and probably the first instance that we've ever come across. This ha- I've never heard of a director's yeah. cut being yeah. shorter. I've never never seen that either, and it was very. I've literally never heard of that because they made him put extra stuff. Yeah, in there. so that's yeah. <clears throat> so in the theatrical release, the studio stepped in apparently, and they told him like, "You gotta give us the backstory." Make it to make this sense. Guy. Exactly. And he's like, like, "It does make sense, you fucks." Exactly, because we just we need to spoon feed the audience somehow. So the theatrical cut that you see, it uh, it opens with... We're not going to cover it. I don't have it in my notes. I didn't cover that one. But it's basically just going to reveal all of the information that he's already giving to you later on in the movie. Like, he sprinkles all of this information throughout the film. They just heavy loaded the front end of this and we're just like here's the reason why he is the way he is so is the and so is the version boom. that i saw on Tubi the director's cut or the theater that's the thea- that's the director's cut that's the director's cut the oh. director's cut i believe is the one that actually got more um uh play afterwards because yeah people wisened up to the fact that you don't need to spoon feed the audience all of the information up top you know what I mean? Right. That's you it. Find it out as you go along. That's interesting. Yeah. I was not um, sure which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading a little bit about it, and that's what they. Yeah, they had mentioned that, and um, uh, I think even in the commentary, uh, which I have my own gripes about. <laughs> <this. laughs> yeah. Here we go. So if you go and you look for this movie on YouTube, you're gonna find uh, angst uh, full movie with English commentary. Only half of it is going to be in English because the director decides to switch to German halfway through the film to answer the questions that he's being asked in English. Uh, wh- <laughs> Why? <laughs> what the fuck? For? Like, uh. Some men just want to see the world burn. Exactly, dude. Just so like, they make on, movies bro. about blood fuckers. <laughs> yeah so with that being said let's just jump into the trigger warnings for you guys yeah yeah <laughs> that's i kept saying it because i wanted to make sure we got the trigger warning we absolutely will get in the trigger warnings so the trigger warnings for this one include graphic violence against women animals but the dog makes it out okay we're gonna we're, we're always up front about that the dog makes it out alive so we're good um the elderly the uh and the mentally challenged and uh there is implied sexual assault uh but we don't see it thank fuck <laughs> and um of course last but not least sausages 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 yeah, firm firm trigger warning on the <laughs> sausages <laughs> uh this is um uh, we also like to uh, include sometimes with it when we remember if this is a dinner movie movie or not, because a lot of you guys might watch this at night, you know, when you're sitting down. Dear God, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the love of God, don't eat don't while do watching it. this. Don't do it. Oh, man. Or maybe you could do it like real quick as, there's, as the credits are starting. It could be like, like a Rocky Horror thing where whenever he eats a, a sausage, you, you eat, eat a sausage. A sausage. <laughs> 
<laughs> Granted, it's only twice, but like, dear God. It is there. Yeah, they're too long of the scenes. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's fun. But it's, yeah. it's interesting that what we saw was the, um, the director's cut, the shorter one. Because I was going to mm. say my theory on where those extra eight minutes are uh was the very extended sequence near the end oh, like you yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah no we're gonna get into that one for sure um but actually i don't know if we even re- like we gave the dog synopsis but we didn't actually give a synopsis for this one yeah what's the I, real sino- synopsis i really could yeah like this uh this is very I'll, interesting I'll, t- because- I'll tell you what the synopsis is the western world's concept of prison is not a social solution <laughs> <laughs> exactly. God damn, it's totally true. It, like recidivism is so is extremely high. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's what it's called, recidivism. <laughs> when you like uh, get out of prison and then go back to prison. Yeah, yeah. The 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 turnaround rate. Yes, a recidiv- um, convicted criminal who reoffends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. repeatedly. So uh, this uh, the synopsis here is a killer is released from prison and breaks into a remote home to kill a woman, her handicapped son, and her pretty daughter. That's it's pretty it's pretty vague, but that's that's I mean, about that's it. Basically, yeah, <laughs> that's, did, that's the whole movie. This is based on a true story. Did we, yeah. Did we mention that in the um, in the trigger warnings? The um, violence towards the like. Yes, okay, yes, okay, yes, cool, I did. Cool. yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, so we're not, I'm not 100% on if it's based on an entirely true story or if it's pieced <clears throat> together by events because it does claim in the beginning that it is based on a true story. It's, I mean, all serial killers are kind of, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. says that uh, it's specifically based on Werner Kniesick. Who is an Austrian triple murderer? Yeah, yeah, um, he, uh, family annihilator. In 1980, and he pretty much did what's shown in this movie, uh, yeah. but he was much more successful <clears throat> and less successful at the same time. Mm, so th- interesting. So th- well, yeah, let's get yeah, let's get to that as we kind of go on because I do want to cover the parallels between the true story and this one as we get to them. Yeah, and it's done in like a a fairly tasteful way. Yeah, be- weirdly because enough, because of yeah. what it's getting at. Because again, mm-hmm. it's literally as like as you will say in a moment, this guy gets out of jail and just goes. Where's immediately a, where's a nice house to bust into literally literally yeah it's like we're well we haven't done so that's interesting too i think this is our second home invasion movie that we've ever covered on the show because inside would have been the first one mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'm trying to think i don't think really like because you can't really count like the loved ones because that's kind of happening at their own house that's, and stuff yeah that's, that's a home invitation <laughs> invitation yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like i think this is firmly in the uh home invasion oh yeah uh, category which which happens to be among possession movies and home invasion those are like two of my this, favorite subgenres. this is a real home invasion this is yeah, this yeah, this yeah. is not your house is a complex and people are tunneling mm-hmm. from room to room yeah. and you have a yeah. uh, all the like this is this is like what happens when someone really breaks into someone's house yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's very cold and 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 Clinical. weirdly realistic 
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, it's about as nihilistic of a movie as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that being said, like uh, if that sounds good to you, you guys can find this. Uh, I don't know if you can find this on Tubi anymore because I went to check on that today and it was gone for some weird fucking reason. Don't know how, but it's not there. That's- so if you find it <laughs> on there. By all means, give it a give it a shout out. You know what I mean. A very strong chance you can at least like rent it on Apple for like four bucks. I mean, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you can find it. Yeah, rent it for sure. I mean, this movie is worth owning, in my opinion. Um, I can understand how it'd be a it'd be a one and done for a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. fault you for it. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I absolutely i i I think this is very uh, a very important movie. Uh, to exist for sure mm-hmm. so without further ado we're gonna get into it um stra- strap the fuck in kids <laughs> <laughs> we're going places uh so we open on a blue sky and hear the sound of water slowly dripping almost in a rhythm a solid solid title card beautiful like black bold font just like sprawled across the screen it's, it's a firm like stamp on this movie it's so good i love that title card um we see an outside view of a prison and the text that reads this film is based on true events so that's that's always interesting to me when like they make the delineation between uh events true events and a true story Mm -hmm. because like events like i said excuse me like i said they can piece things together yeah to make the story whereas the story is following one kind of uh, singular incident mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we get uh, an incredible crane shot that lowers into a courtyard before cutting to our main character's cell from above we watch this man eat soup while his inner monologue begins always the soup with her- these motherfuckers yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like a borscht or whatever I don't know what it is but it does not look appetizing man um the uh the monologue begins the fear in her eyes and the knife in her chest that's my last memory of my mother that's why i had to go to prison for four years even though she survived it he then describes an encounter with an elderly woman that landed him back in prison for another 10 years he says that the idea was just suddenly there quote unquote and that he had no intention of robbing her that reminded me of, um, did you guys ever read Crime and Punishment? No. No, but I, yeah, is that, I've always. Is that Dostoevsky? Yeah. Although the point of his, uh, I can't remember if it's in first person or not, but the point of what he was doing was, I think, to rob his elderly neighbor, but it got out of hand and he killed her and then yeah, yeah her yeah, sister yeah. was there so he killed her too that's right uh but it kind of had that vibe to it and also like it reminded me of the stranger um, oh yeah totally which is a very weird sort of a crime if i'm remembering correctly he's walking on the beach and <laughs> there's a guy who's <laughs> laying in the sand and he has a knife and he like he doesn't move, but he like flashes the knife, and then our main character just shoots him. And then when he's in court explaining it, he's like, "I don't know, the sun was in my eyes, and I just, <laughs> I just killed him." 
Oh, that- it kind of, I don't know. It made me think of those. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The sort of like, the, the idea wasn't there, and then it was there, and I just I just did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I didn't realize you were talking about the book, The uh, the Stranger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally, 100%. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. She's talking, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like the... Didn't the-, the Cure reference that in uh, Killing an Arab? That's like the... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's so. the song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. That's... Be- that's yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of it is like oh, I, I did I didn't mean to do this racist murder exactly. but like yeah, yeah, yeah well yeah. well you did yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so while he shaves uh, we get our first use of the 360 degree ang- angle camera and this is so good this is this a is very b- active camera exactly yeah exactly the camera i think is probably what adds about 50% of the tension in this movie is just how frantically it's filmed and how like uh there's a lot of storytelling that's going to be used with the camera that I found was I found was interesting on like the second and third rewatch. Mm-hmm. Zvig new is God, just like no no let me cook let me cook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We we need this. This this script yeah. is dry AF boy. Yeah, yeah, straight up. That's a, yeah, it's interesting too. And they let him cook because because it doesn't really feel like like I didn't think it dragged on at any point. Really, I felt like it was always engaging, but be, that was also because of the editing and the camera movements and everything like that, like the way it was handled and everything. It's 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 all always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he really put this film on his back, honestly. Like, yeah, no, straight up, it's it's a it's a fucking feat to hold for sure. Um, so the camera is apparently strapped to the act. He, this is one of the things that he was talking about on the uh, in the commentary before he switches to German. Uh, the director talks about yeah they they're wearing like a harness the nori cam the nori cam yeah uh, that mm-hmm. yeah can swing around and they actually can reposition the camera themselves Wh- if they needed to which so. I'm just now realizing like I didn't realize that technology existed that early because it definitely yeah, yeah. like in the early 2000s or or maybe like early like the 2010s you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we saw that for music videos for yeah, sure, yeah. constantly. It, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like a sure. big thing at that point. So mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm. kind of just made that assumption of, oh, I hadn't really seen this before. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, I think, I don't know, from what I can recall, this is my uh, kind of earliest it viewing it's got it? i've it's, never seen something. Yeah, like, for me, definitely. I don't think I've seen anything even close. You know what close I mean? Like, yeah. It's, yeah, for sure. It just makes me think of Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so running, glad we got a Digby running. Chicken Caesar reference on the yeah. pod. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember the name incorrectly because the actual name is sounds fake. It's the Snorri Cam, not the Nori Cam. <laughs> Snorri Cam. Because it, it's for when you it do a, a waking up from a dream sequence. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine so at this point in time, the, this film, it was not called that, and somebody just slapped their name on it. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine that's it's, that's the case. It's the Zvignu he, cam. Yeah, here it's called, I tie the camera to you. Yeah. <laughs> but they say it in, in their language, and it's yeah. exactly. much less uh, <laughs> elegant. <laughs> so... Uh, he goes on to describe his sessions with psychologists, saying that he saw only flowers in his dreams. That's, that's 
besides that, <laughs> he could imagine anything he wanted, and apparently those fantasies helped him to keep the murderous impulses at bay. And he claims that the prison that prison exists so that one can better themselves, but that his desire to torture another human being was something that he couldn't get rid of. Mm-hmm. So we see a prison guard escorting him out of his cell and into a room where he's given his belongings and sent on his way. Uh, so I put right here, it's an interesting to note that when we see him leaving, the entire time the camera has been in a low angle uh, when the when the officer is uh, escorting him out because he feels powerful here. When he's getting dressed in the room full of guards, the camera goes back to a high angle because he feels weak or scared. And this, and this visual storytelling continues throughout the film. That's mm-hmm. that's that's really good. Like that's very true and not something that yeah. like you really think about. I didn't catch it until the second time watching yeah, this movie because I was watching and I was like It's such a basic technique that like absolutely. You, yeah it's one of those like primal things that you kind of just mm-hmm. recognize on some level while you're watching yeah all of the the outside of the house and everything all of those shots are all filmed up from above a lot you all know a them. lot of this is filmed from so high up that it's almost like you're watching a video game one of those like mm-hmm. the top down games yep. the original gta angle where you're, yeah. yeah isometric yeah. is the is the yeah, yeah. You're just watching him run around the house, out yeah. on the outside. Fucking the hotline Miami. <laughs> <laughs> with complete with crunching gravel sound. Yeah, yeah, feet. the foley man. They foley. They they were going to work on that fucking foley, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's so. This is I don't know if we mentioned it also, but like again, they're not the none of the characters have names. Uh, he's billed as the psychopath, so that's what he's gonna be and, referred and to. And I like here. that because, in all honesty, it's not about immortalizing the guy who actually did mm-hmm. this stuff. It's it's about the points that it's trying to make, which exactly, which like very early on, within like the first few minutes, as soon as he walks out of jail, you're like. Okay, if there's going to be any point here, it's got to be that the prison system is a failure. That's yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, got to yeah. be the point. Yep. And that's it, when it, he gets he, immediately, he's like, "Okay, time to kill again." Literally, yeah, yeah. He's it's, like, it's like he has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's that much of an urge. He's like, "Where's the nearest person <laughs> so, that I can drag into an alley?" <laughs> so yeah. it's the psychopath's big day out. Oh, and he's ready. Uh, Sorry, I just want to say in regards to the camera angle thing, um, it really gets across the point that, like, as we were saying previously, this guy thinks he's the big shit, but, like, as the film goes on, you just see he's just a fucking bumbling fool. So, yeah, so, so it's like his perspective of, like, hey, you guys are letting me out. Blood's on your hands. And they're all just like, yeah. You you'll you'll be lucky if you fucking make it out the door. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's ready for a good time. I knew it would happen again, but this time they won't get me. Uh-huh. Exactly that slimy little fucking rubbing his hands together <laughs> type of shit. Like a fucking fly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he wanders the street, gloating about how he's finally free and has a quote unquote co- concrete plan but just needs to find somebody. He describes having lived in the city for 10 years, yet still has no idea where he is because you can't get to know a city behind bars. 
So he stumbles into a coffee shop, and we get our first of many uncomfortable scenes. In the diner, there are four people, an old man at a table reading a paper with the headline War on it, the lady at the counter, and two young women having a conversation at the bar. He takes a seat at the booth and decides... (laughs) <laughs> but decides that's not creepy enough and takes his briefcase with him over to the opposite end of the bar where the women are uh, sitting. The hostess brings him a sausage plate and we basically watch him devour it in real time. Fucker never blinks while eating. It's disgusting. It's, <laughs> Plus, it is horrifying. The foley is gross and the tight shots in his mouth and eyes, man. <laughs> Yeah, watching him, watching him just like bite off these big chunks and the snap of the sausage, and then, yeah. and also it's just, it's literally just like a one huge sausage, and like mm-hmm. a little piece of bread on the side, bread. and yep. some just like mustard, mustard, and- which uh, the waitress bought brought to him without any. She, she just brought that out. Yeah, I, I. She's like, this is what you get. Yeah, I, I didn't. I know. I was I, like, I, he didn't order that. I but. felt like there had to have been like a jump cut implied. Yeah, jump of, cut. That's exactly uh, what like, I thought. He, I just, like, uh, he just sat there staring at people until until his food came. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. that's. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of detail shots, too. He's like eating and yeah, then you see like the girl's mouths eyes, with lipstick and their eyes. Taking and drags of the, he's staring at them and they're staring at him. Yeah. And and I um, I really I really think too, like in these early segments, everyone is like staring at him. But then we also see shots of them not paying attention to him at all. Yeah. And I yeah. think up until the point where he like makes a nuisance of himself, no one's really looking at him. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's gonna kind of be cemented with like one of the last things he says in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll, I'll circle back to that, but yeah, it, you're you're exactly right. I don't. A lot of this seems to be in his head because of the way that he even speaks about it. Yeah. Uh, because right here, his inner his inner monologue continues, saying that they stared at him, which literally provoked him, and caused his fantasies to fly off the ra- ra- uh, fly off the rails. Massive incel vibes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he talks a big game in his head about how he's excited to approach them, but then decides that the other patrons would hear them. So it wasn't a good opportunity. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised he even has that much (laughs) self-control. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But again, I think this is kind of one of those things where it's like, he talks up this big thing and he's just like, nah, but everybody would hear. That's like, it's fine. Yeah, he's like, he's making excuses for why he won't do it. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually actively scared of doing this, but he's trying to hype himself up. He's like, I can't do it when you're watching. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got stage flight. Oh, him him can't go when you're looking at him. Him can't go. (laughs) (laughs) The missile is having performance issues. Exactly. God damn it. Uh. Yeah, no, but that's that's what I mean. I think it really is. It comes down to the fact that he is you. This is lending to what we were saying. He's just an idiot. He's just an imbecile. Like he literally has this idea of himself, and the way he talks to himself is him trying to convince himself of something that he's not. I'm gonna have to have Dylan um, do an edit for the 
Instagram and TikTok of mm. uh, him running out of the gas station, but with the curb music at the end. that's hilarious (laughs) oh man so he uh he leaves the diner and again wanders the street aimlessly until a coincidence helps him he goes to enter a cab but someone gets in before him which causes him to take the next one instead a woman who he claims resembles an ex-girlfriend is driving. He remarks about how great of an opportunity this is and that it wouldn't be a robbery because he isn't interested in money. So does this car not have headrests because they get in the way of <laughs> shooting the film? Yeah, yeah. Or do cars in 1980s Germany not have headrests? It, it, well, this is, it, lo- it looks like the upholstery is like flat on top like it doesn't look like it has you know like the little like mounts yeah yeah, yeah the actual yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i think that was the style i was, fa- back then, I was yeah, fascinated like too headrest. i had i, I yeah had, yeah i've heard that uh sometimes in movies the headrests aren't there and you just don't notice because you can see their faces and you're like well, i could see everything that i'm supposed to see yeah 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 but, I, there should be headrests. headrests <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm like shooting back in my mind and like holy. Yeah, God. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Don't don't, <laughs> don't get Mandela affected. <laughs> the head, yeah, the no, headrests. well actually the headrests. On the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, actually it was interesting that one of the things that the director did bring up at this point, which, which I thought was fascinating, was that they actually shot into mirrors for a lot of this. They actually like had massive fucking mirrors set up even for the inside the car shoot and they would shoot into the mirrors to be able to get like these weird like there's a weird unsettling effect throughout the whole movie that kind of carries on and that's part of it that's so crazy like yeah yeah yeah. he talks about he's like it was weird it was really interesting because we wanted to get as create he wanted to get as creative as possible so like even in just random sequences which i was talking about i was telling evelyn about earlier there's there's certain points in the movie that are super shaky sir there's like some points that you're just like really like like to the i guess the naked eye you wouldn't really notice it if you're not paying attention but like i could notice like the edges were like really moving a lot when i was watching it and i was like that's interesting when he said that though that made everything click i was like no shit okay so yeah that makes sense like I don't know why they shot into mirrors. And he even says, he's like, some points it was completely unnecessary, but we did it anyway. I assumed it was because they were rolling their dolly all over a bunch of gravel and glass. And that shit. could be it, too. Yeah, because they had to put in the, the sound and everything afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. Either way, like, I, I, I have no fucking clue. Dude. I have no <laughs> I, clue. But yeah, I, he was talking I'd about, say they did it because big news got the big balls. That's right. <laughs> God damn it. This is what I'm here for, man. I'm just your fucking court jester. Hey, man. I held back my stupid puns. I shouldn't have. Uh, when you were, you know, you, you read out the synopsis. It's really bad. God damn it. And, uh, synopsis. Yeah, and we, yes. <laughs> and then when we we discussed the, the pro dog and epidog of the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love 
you so much. Thank that's you. so fucked. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's fucking magnificent, actually. That's staying in. I'm not editing shit. Hey, you know, it's hey, amazing. hey, you know what? It's a good thing he didn't kill those bitches. Uh, Is that anything? Did I? Hey. <laughs> Am I right? It's a dog word. Uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, while she's driving, he creepily leans forward and starts undoing his shoelace in order to use it as a garrote. And she immediately is suspicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole time she's like, what are you doing? The entire time she's like, yo, what the fuck is up, bro? And he just looks out the window like, as long as I don't make eye contact, she... Exactly, and he keeps on with the inner monologue. It's so funny. Like, he just... He's not aware of the situation around him. <laughs> uh, so his inner dialogue begins describing his relationship with Anna Marie. That he was 14 when they met, but she was significantly older. They were at a park, sitting on a bench, when he needed to remove his shoe for some reason. She stole his shoe from him and wouldn't return it until he gave her. She gave until he gave her a kiss. He says that she seduced him, and that was the first time that he was able to be "quote unquote" active. He decide he describes tying her up and whipping her with different objects, which she apparently loved. I became Anna Marie's slave, and it really excited me. So. Uh, they didn't really give more context to this in the, uh, in the prelude to the movie, you know, like the, the whole, like, uh, lifetime. In the pro dog. Yeah. The pro- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They, uh, they didn't, they didn't give a lot of, uh, more context to this, but they did describe Anna Marie was sort of, uh, his introduction to, like sex in general but i think that uh she was also into like bondage and she was into like rough sex so that he was that was his first inclination into like have that was his first uh introduction to sex in general Mm -hmm. and so it immediately crossed wires with yeah like you know uh, violence and sex being like intermingled so when he's tying people up he gets excited exactly Yeah, yeah yeah exactly um so yeah, I just thought that was an interesting like point because they don't really. I mean, it's it, it's more so implied in that line of dialogue. And every single time, we'll say this too: every single time he commits a murder, he is describing or uh, goes to attempt a murder. I should say he is describing the same exact person he's imagining killing in that moment. Mm-hmm. He he's always tying it back to I wanted to kill my mother when he's you know attacking the mother. I wanted to kill my stepfather when he's attacking the brother. Like it's 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 one of those things. So like yeah, it's interesting. I thought that was an interesting way. And 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 again, that's the sort of I prefer that being the method of delivery for this information rather yeah. than front load everything. Yeah, because then you know what it's about. Yeah, for him. Like on the second watch. For sure. Actually, if I would say that, I would say that if anyone's going to do this twice, I would say watch the director's cut first and then go back and watch the theatrical. If you want to like just get a little extra like neat bow on the end of everything, because that did kind of put a little bit more into context. That's why I say not too much, but it's it's all the same information, really. But it's just kind of like if I had heard that before seeing this movie or seeing this scene in the movie, I would have been like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Why? Like he got those wires crossed when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But in this point, it was really just like, oh, okay, weird. Like she, 
like his first intro to sex was just rough and that's why he is the way he is. so like that's it it, it was a, more of a gentle you know uh, <laughs> softballing it in yeah it's it's that and you know just i don't know i think sometimes people just are like this you know like mm-hmm. like i don't think there's always a real social reason or oh, yeah. or or nurture reason sometimes yeah. it's just they just have a brain that's gonna it's a time bomb and they're this is mm-hmm. yeah you yeah, know yeah, they exactly he, they just some some wires Man. didn't get installed correctly and mm-hmm. they they're like oh but the things that the you know the three of us and hopefully the people listening you know, mm-hmm. if you think about <laughs> if you think about stabbing somebody, you're like, oh no, that's ooh. But he's got the backwards wire that goes, yeah. Got... <laughs> uh-huh. Do it. <laughs> so find out what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's clearly very very mentally ill. And, oh and, yeah, 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 for sure. And in real life too, these crimes affected. Um, how mental health and imprisonment was um, viewed after that. Yeah. Like how the, yeah. How it was like, uh, like policed essentially, or how like, they, you know, like they, ba- they passed laws regarding it. Yeah. He's after this fucking incident, he killed three people and he yeah. is to this day, one of the most dangerous offenders in Austria's history. Wow. Really? To this day in their history, a guy who killed Damn. three people. That's nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. What the fuck is that like? That's honestly not bad. Like the top guys got to be like ten at most. Like you know. Yeah. Yep. Those yep, are not exactly. Bundy numbers. This is exactly. <laughs> We're no, he's no Gacy. Yeah. <laughs> he's that's no, not. That's no not BTK Gacy. numbers, kid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but it, exactly. Like, I think that, but, that's why it's interesting because, yeah, this really can be uh, viewed. You, you're totally right. It's not about the killer. It's just about the point that it's trying to get across. It's about the actions that were being, you know, carried out, he, essentially. He changed history, but he is not a hero. Because mm-hmm. he did yeah, such a yep, horrible exactly. thing, a lot of bad was prevented in the future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that does not make any of this okay, you know. No, absolutely not. No, um, uh, some would argue one of those unfortunately necessary evils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, you know what I mean. To put it that way is very fucking weird, but you know, yeah. it, unfortunately, it did have to happen. Yeah, know? but but to your point, so for someone who's like you know already got the like torturing small animals vibes. When they then are raped by an adult and made to do BDSM, because that's what happened yeah. to him. He said, mm-hmm. "I think he said she was like ten years older than him." Or he something. says she's significantly older. Okay, significantly. Says, yeah, okay, he, okay. He just says, "Yeah." He literally just says that. He says that he was fourteen at the time. So my brain just went at least ten years older. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So it's like uh, you know that's that is a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and no yucking the, of yums but, on but, this show at yeah. all. <laughs> Believe us. Believe us. We, but, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, absolutely not. It, but it, there's it, something it, wrong when it goes into actual sadomasochism. Yeah. 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 Obvi- <laughs> obviously, I was going to make a joke about you saying BDSM is wrong, but obviously, the guy who, you know, 
like just look at you come on <laughs> you're gonna tell me this guy is like is gonna hate on someone else's shit just look at, exactly i'm not no yucking of any yums absolutely yes not. but we but we do yuck the the pedophile <laughs> exactly yep amen amen uh, so this entire time, the cab driver has been asking him what he's doing because he's obviously acting strange. She then, <laughs> she then slams on the brakes and shouts at him enough to scare him off completely. I love it because he's got the shoelace in his hand and then she turns around and she's like, yo, what the fuck? And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he just runs out. He, it, for for oh, all this, man. like, I have a plan. It's just all this yeah. impulse and... All of it out the window. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, he uh, he runs into the woods, leaving his briefcase behind, and we get an insanely chaotic sequence of him stumbling through the forest in a panic. Cue the funky ass dark wave score, dude. Yeah. The drums dude, are so sick. The music <laughs> in this movie, and it's so funny because it's it's uh it's a really known um kraut work kraut uh kraut, was it kraut rock. I forgot what it is, but uh, a very, very known uh, synth wave dude. He's like a, a very uh, known hmm. quantity in that world. Uh, I forgot what band he was in, but he was in a, a pretty known band. But it it was interesting when he actually said, uh, is it Kraftwerk? I think it might have been Kraftwerk. I think. I forget exactly. I think, what, I think it might be. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember seeing something about that. But yeah, the guy is the guy is insanely talented and a pretty known quantity in that world. So I was like, that's a trip because the music it it marries the images so well together. I think it fit, it fits that like cold tone, but like it keeps like a, an active pace. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It keeps you kind of like moving along. And you're just yeah. like, ah, oh, something's something's going on. I don't know why I feel like dancing, but I gotta move. <laughs> His his name is Klaus Schultz, and he Klaus he Schultz. was in uh, the band's Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Dream, that's what it was. Ashraw Temple, mm-hmm. and the Cosmic Jokers. Nice, that's badass, all fucking great names. So I'm sh- I'm sure he did coke names. with Kraftwerk at some point. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um. We uh, he eventually finds a secluded property that he deems to be a paradise for himself, and proceeds to break in through a side window. He believes it's abandoned. He yeah he says it looks desolate, so he didn't he didn't think that anybody lived there. This house is weird. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking because it does look abandoned. It's very much a naked house, like There's... for a family that lives there. Like honestly audition vibes there's a room upstairs that mm. just has a phone on the floor yeah yeah <laughs> why don't know i i i you know i wasn't thinking about it till now but i feel like maybe the point is that like as a horror audience like we're not here for the life story of these people and learning about them and seeing them grow it doesn't matter what the it's what the, it's not the point. It doesn't matter what they have and what's in their house. Like mm-hmm. it feels like it's like okay, these are like weird people. It's it almost has like the vibes of had it not said like based on a true story, you'd think like, oh, are they gonna like turn this around on him? You know, like yeah, they're they're yeah, very yeah. unfamiliar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very much. So. But yeah, I don't know. That's like the best guess I have is that in that like very 
art house way they're just like yeah these people are just blank slates they're just there for him to do violence to for you to like get yeah, amusement yeah. out of yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like the the director did kind of explain that he says that uh the 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 point wasn't really to get to know or uh, get familiarize yourself with the family itself mm-hmm. It was just to get him in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was literally just that's the point of this movie is because that's what happened. And we're just trying to be true to the events that happened. Mm-hmm. And, not, you know, and it, and it really isn't like it's funny because, yeah, if you really watch this movie and you think that it's like glorifying any sort of violence, I think you'd be completely missing the point because like, yeah, this it, it very much does not like. No, it absolutely doesn't like. The most horrifying scene in the tunnel, you know, arguably isn't even the, like, darkest point of the movie. I think, you know, like, it, it just really is sitting with his, like, thoughts, thinking that he's he's bigger or has a, you know, more evil plan than he actually does. Where He's just fucking stumbling and figuring this out, which arguably that's a more unhinged person and that's a more dangerous character than someone who has a quote unquote plan, you know, a devious <laughs> plan, you know? Yeah. Because he doesn't even know what he's going to do. Exactly, yeah. He even talks about it, too. At one point, he says, I don't know what I was capable of. Yeah. And I'm afraid of myself. Like, that's it. That's uh, that's an interesting line of dialogue Gu- to put in, you know? Guys, I mean? he's the jonker. The jonker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt several times in this movie, I was like, man... <laughs> Todd Phillips really just shouldn't have bothered. Like this is yeah. <laughs> shouldn't have bothered. Stay home, Todd. This doesn't Stay concern home. you. <laughs> so good. Oh man. So Le- upon legally distinct house, from the Joker. Legally the Joker. <laughs> Can we talk about him breaking into the house? Yeah. Well, he did. He put his uh, sleeve over his fist. Oh yeah, just fucking. They had flails his shit back. They had this actor break a real window. That's not safety glass. That shit was hard. I no, it looks dude. Shards of glass falling down on him. We're gonna talk about the glass later on, bro. That shit. If that was real, I am that glass so, is real. I, I hope it fucking none of it was real. Later, the later glass is not real. God damn, bro! <laughs> the, this glass, they had him break a real fucking window. That's wild. And he's just—I think he cut his hand in real life. Oh, like just actually did. He just put his hands in the window frame and pulled himself. Yeah, in there. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. fucking goes for it, dude. It's wild. I I, yeah. I recently saw a guy in the city bust the back window of a car just like super casually. He just he just hit it with his well I don't know what he hit it with like I would, I didn't see that part I was walking mm-hmm. and I just heard the and I looked mm-hmm. and I see him putting his hand into the back and then he used like his elbow and I think he was like wearing a hoodie but still he like used his elbow to like oh to like scrape it out yeah to like smooth yeah, out the yeah. edge and then grab yeah. whatever was inside but I was just like for one well oiled machine. For, t- for yeah. two, I don't know if that's like the safest approach, and like I don't know if you no. needed to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the drugs did. <laughs> um, so he uh, he thinks about how excited he is about this whole situation when he when he hears a noise in another room and grabs a knife from the kitchen before investigating. He really is the opposite of like if if. If I broke into 
a building and be like scared that I would encounter someone. No, he's excited. Be like, oh, someone's going to catch me. He's waiting for it. Yeah. He's waiting for the opportunity. Um, so he walks into a room and a man in a wheelchair bumps into him. The man is well-dressed, drooling, and staring blankly at the psychopath. He confusedly exclaims, Papa? And continues to move to which the is, next room. Which is German for daddy. Is it? <laughs> in case you guys didn't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, th- what- that... That dry wit, that dry <laughs> German wit, like a like a dry sausage. <laughs> That's what the subtitle said was "daddy." daddy. I'm like, oh, is that what he's oh, saying? Yeah, I know German. Papa. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, the inner monologue continues. I was afraid, not of the law. I was in a state of mind that excluded every kind of logic. I was afraid of myself. This is what I was just. What explaining. does that mean, though? Well, because again, he's he's just so rabid. Like that's the best term for it. He's just trying to. He's just it, feral. He's just going. Fucking, I'm just wondering it, from one it, moment it, to the next. It, he's like. Yes. It means that his <laughs> behavior is similar to that of a man pushed into a vat of acid by another man dressed like this is a bat. So dumb. He cannot be tethered by your mortal logic. He has no plan. No, but like, (laughs) seriously, it's all just him being like such a grandiose dickhead for no reason. Like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. I I just assume that he was really excited to stab a normal person, and then when he saw a person in a wheelchair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with an intellectual disability, he was like. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, again, It's not me- what I had it because cuz this person is not afraid of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's the biggest thing too. He keeps talking about that's a reoccurring thing is that he keeps searching for fear in someone's eyes. Yeah. That's what he wants to elicit. Yeah. He wants to elicit that fear response. And that's a that's the number one thing that he needs to get his rocks off. Mhm. But somehow it keeps eluding him. <laughs> it's so interesting how that just keeps happening. You know Almost I mean? had mm-hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Sausages are slippery. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Hold on to them <laughs> tightly while you have them. <laughs> you know, a sausage saved is a sausage earned. Motherfucker. <laughs> Both of you. God damn it. Uh, He goes on to explain that in his childhood, he couldn't be left alone in a room for long because of the trauma that his grandmother inflicted on him by locking him in a room for an entire night. Uh, I thought she was trying to kill me, that I'd die of fear. Yeah. All of a sudden. He he just says he was like deathly afraid of the dark. Mm Mm-hmm. So funny enough, actually. um, So I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but for for the listeners... Um, my girlfriend recently found a kitten in our backyard, so we're adopting mm-hmm. him. His name is Biscuit. Um, but this li- little Biscuit, this little this little was feral a week ago guy. Uh, <laughs> we we had him was feral. 
you know, we have to quarantine him from Yusuke, the cat that we yeah. that we have. We have to make sure that he's clear of, you know, any diseases or whatever mm-hmm. before we introduce them. Um, and we turned the light off and closed the door, and he was crying in there. And we were like, oh, you know, I wonder why he's crying. And we we went, I went back in there, and I realized he had just eaten. He had already pooped. You know, it couldn't be any of those things. And then I turned the light on, and he calmed down. Aww. And and he was he was in the garage at the time. That's where we were keeping him, just to like keep them separated. Um, and so the darkness in there was like very pitch black. So I say all of that to mm-hmm. say, a feral animal is afraid of like a, an unnatural darkness. Is like sort of what Amanda and I talked about. Is like the darkness of nighttime has stars has the moon has street yeah, lights yeah, yeah. because of hu- because of human society but the mm-hmm. darkness of a closed room with the blinds down and all of those yeah. things mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah that is not a natural unless you're in a cave but mm-hmm. you know the yeah that's not something little biscuit had experienced yet that's not something no. <laughs> that little, little psychopath had experienced yet so yeah i say all that to say you know he's a feral animal he's he's very mm-hmm. much yeah. just a, an animal like yeah he never got the proper uh care as a child you know what i mean that would be conducive to a normal human being and functioning society yeah you know, like, but it's also just like uh, how much of that is anything how much of that is just you want to you want to know classic, where I got these scars? Yeah, like, it's the classic nature versus nurture. <laughs> plus, you have an unreliable narrator. It's like we're talking about like 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 I'm I'm lightweight joking about the Joker stuff, but mm-hmm. in all honesty, like this no straight if, up. If at the end he painted his face like a clown <laughs> and a DC logo came up, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Most Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson fans would be like, "It was brilliant." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The hundred, the hundred would become like a hundred and two, hundred and three percent somehow. <laughs> like a fucking Saiyan's power level. It's <laughs> hilarious. So, um, all of a sudden, he hears a car pulling out, pulling in out front, and sees an older woman, her daughter, and the goodest little boy get out. of to unload groceries the uh mother goes inside while the daughter pulls the car into the garage once inside the mother pours herself a drink and the doggo runs inside runs around the house the little guy wanders into a room where the psychopath is hiding and stares at him with the cutest fucking face i ever done so (laughs) (laughs) downstairs the mother wheels who is revealed to be her son into the room with a bed on the floor Nearby the shattered window where the psychopath used to enter the home. It's her bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I wasn't expecting. I figured. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it would be him. You know, his. it's just easier to move him to a mattress on the floor. Yeah. It's not even up against the wall. It's just at a stupid angle. No, it's angle like at a weird room. angle, yeah. Nice this to... weird barren house. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. There's no furniture in there besides, yeah, what the, what's the floor and then like. They they do have the, a little the bed on the floor. <laughs> he says Papa all the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. His mom is like, yeah, your your dad's been dead a yeah, long time. Yeah, you know this, and it crossed my mind that maybe their house is really empty because they don't have the support of, a, of the patriarch. 
Yeah, and they may have like sold everything they have or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It just, but again, not important. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the reason why we're here. Well, <laughs> as fucked up and cold as it is. It's not important, say. but it's enough to be interesting. Oh, yeah, 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 because for sure. Everything about this household is unusual. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which, yeah. It's a, is true of you walk into the life of anyone you don't know and it's going to be unfamiliar and unusual to you because it's someone else's life. Yeah, of course. So uh, downstairs. Uh, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to. They do a great job of showing you all these little. It's cutting back and forth between all of these people doing things around the house and they're all very mundane things. Just like putting the groceries away, taking yeah, a drink. Yeah. So yeah, my notes continue. The daughter comes inside and hangs up her coat, and we hear the son in the other room say, Mommy, daddy is here. To which she replies, Don't be stupid, he's been long dead. The daughter goes upstairs to draw a bath, and the inner monologue begins again. This time reminiscing about the fact that fear has always been a part of his life, and that it began when his mother with his mother throwing his father out and then inviting another man to live with them. He describes his mother attempting to kill him by wrapping him in wet diapers and leaving him near an open window at night so that he would freeze to death. Which is fucking cruel. That was a real original one. I was like, Jesus yeah, that's, Christ, that's a wild dude, that's one. fucking dark, bro. Um, the, uh, the daughter goes back downstairs to put the groceries away. When the mother calls out for her because she's finally noticed the broken window, we learn that her name is Sylvia. When Sylvia goes to check on her mother, she's rushed by the psychopath who pushes her aside while appearing to flee the scene? Question mark. Cause, I think uh, he just didn't know what he's like. It's starting straight up. Yeah, literally, he runs at her and is screaming, and then like pushes her aside. He's he he just for all his talk, he's just mm-hmm. a complete fool. He li- yeah he, yeah, he, yeah absolutely. He, he dropped the knife. Yeah, he drops the knife while he pushes her. <laughs> it's pathetic. He, yeah, he drops the knife, absolutely. and then it's crazy too because like. They don't really fight back or respond no. much at all. No, and the daughter. Well, the things are happening, and the daughter like doesn't even scream when you would like expect her to. It's all, it's all like it's quite weird. a lot. It's but it's so strange. Yeah, it's so strange. This whole sequence is a lot to handle as someone who's not watching in their. Uh, German is not a language that I speak. Yeah, so. <clears throat> Really, me neither. (laughs) Well, you know, you never know. But watching this movie with subtitles, he's been, it's been quiet uh, with little (laughs) bits of information. And now that he is actively attacking this Mm -hmm. family and there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. He has his own commentary. You want to look at all of it. But now he's talking a lot about his childhood and explaining things about being tortured as a kid mm-hmm. that will give you the key to what he might do to them. So you want to read it, but you want to watch. Yeah, but you want to read it, but you want to watch. This also really does benefit from a second viewing for that reason too, because there is so there is a lot. Like for a lot of the time, there's not a lot going on, but when it is actively happening, there's a lot once, of information being fed to yeah, you. Yeah, once it kicks off. Yeah, which is why I say 
go and watch the se- the go and watch the theatrical version afterwards because you'll get those answers kind of like rounded out for you mm-hmm. because yeah it's a lot to take in on the initial viewing is a lot of there's just so much shock going on at once you're just like what the fuck is this idiot doing yeah. like and, and then you, you it's all very realistic and clumsy mm-hmm. so there's nothing like you can sort of any like uh film that is conventional like if you're watching i would say a conventional horror movie about a family being someone breaking into their house yeah it has a certain pace and there are certain rules and yeah. uh the no one will get killed until at least this thing has happened yeah, and yeah. a lot of rules mm-hmm. and you can like kind of ignore it yeah. but this is very unpredictable it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah and you're like someone might die right now or mm-hmm. in three seconds or not at all i yep. really do not know where this is going exactly. I, I think what evelyn's referring to is what uh joseph campbell uncovered and uh it's called the the home invaders journey um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there's a structure the the home invader with a thousand faces was the name of his book <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> There's definitely a guidebook that America uses for their uh uh the genre that I have now decided to call why are you doing this? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> why you do this? Why you do this? <laughs> Uh, so alternative you want you want money we have money uh, yeah, just yeah. take it. Alter- alternatively yeah. called you didn't have to do this. You don't yeah. have to do this exactly. <laughs> so he tries unlocking doors, but can't quite seem to figure it out. Then runs back into the room with the mother and son. <laughs> it's just, just. That's, it's like a deer got loose in their house. That's, that's the level of intellect we're dealing with. Around. This guy just doesn't know, like. There, where doors like begin and end. There's there's yeah. a part later where he needs to go through a door and it's a glass door and he just like it, it doesn't yeah, open it, like, and then he just it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so um he runs back into the room with the mother and son before flipping the son over in his wheelchair and darting out of the room grabbing Sylvia by the feet and dragging her across the floor. The mother is just watching this whole time. <laughs> like, she just watches him flip her son over in the chair and fucking her, run and grab her daughter. Her back hurts. I guess so. I mean, there's something realistic that to that, too, because, you know, I mean, everyone loves to be like, why didn't you do anything? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, but I mean, I, freezing I is a very real thing. Yep, I get it. It's just I like, it. I had just had no context for any of this. Which so adds, I just, my brain adds shut off. This grab, this. That adds that grounding in reality for this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems dumb or whatever, but it's also like, look at his actions. Mm-hmm. Are any of his actions seen coming off as fucking intelligent to you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I thought that was, yeah, you're right. It's a very, you're, you're right, though. It is like, you can talk shit all you want, but really it is like a real response that yeah. people have. There's just shock. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, and I you know think, I mean? too, that, you know, obviously the brother is is not of the you know capacity to be of any help and the the yeah, mom exactly. i don't think physically she has the capacity to do much like like no. you know not all older people are like that infirm but she does appear to be 
like you know walking around all slow and she's Mm -hmm. talking about her aching back and she just Mm -hmm. sleeps downstairs on a mattress which i guess is like the one thing we can infer sort of from the 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 small set dressing that we get is going upstairs is just not worth the hassle at some point she just said bring the bed down here i'm not i'm not going up the stairs anymore so even if she got in there she's not doing anything you know yeah Mm. yeah 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 so it, it like we said, this is where uh, his um, his monologue comes back in, and he starts thinking about how ashamed his mother was of him for not being born a woman, and that that's why she neglected him and focused her his attention her attention on his sister. Uh, he scrambles to find something to bind Sylvia with, while the mother stands in horror at what she's witnessing. He grabs a he grabs a bandage wrap and starts tying her to the door in an awkward position. He ties her foot to the doorknob. It's yeah, so I thought this strange. Was interesting. He's yeah, was, I thought this was interesting because I was like, because uh, for me personally, I'm I'm getting into practicing shibari and and like rigging with rope, and that's like it reminded me of something that you would do in that sort of like that's... suspension world is that you would like tie someone to a door in this like manner. <laughs> this is it's a very stressful part of this film. Yeah, yeah. because she's he's tying up one foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, he's gonna rape her. Yeah, she's wearing a skirt. <laughs> yeah, no, it never. I mean, see, she's that, very vulnerable at in that every moment. Way. That never crossed my mind, but he keeps implying I have something special planned for yeah. her. So yeah. like, you feel like it's coming yeah. up. Like you're just like, ah, fuck, it, when like, that was. Yeah, that was an immediate fear. Mm-hmm. He ties her hands behind her back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was that was an interesting way that he like chose to tie her. Though I was like, oh yeah, I've seen like I've seen suspension models like in this exact pose too. So that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it was weird. <laughs> Tied to a but, goddamn um, I, doorknob. Yeah, it was art on accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, all of so yeah, this is weird. So all of his moves are frantic and rushed for someone with a quote unquote master plan in place for his victim. He's got all night. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just scrambling around. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the monologue continues. He talks about how his sister was able to get away with whatever she wanted, and how this angered him so much that one day he cornered her and physically assaulted her. He describes how the fear in her eyes made him excited. So uh, once Sylvia is tied up, he turns his focus back on the mother, rushing her to the floor, attempting to strangle her using various methods. And I didn't uh, put him all the way, but uh, yeah, he so he tries with his hands first. That doesn't work. He later on tries with her stockings, I think. Mm hmm. He shoves stockings in her mouth. Yeah, shoves stockings yeah. in her mouth. Like, tries to, he cannot fucking do it, though. Yeah. He can't. He cannot. Weak wrists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't need yeah. his vitamins. He didn't need his vegetables. <laughs> he, He's very sallow. He only had that soup, bro. I'm yeah. just now realizing how <laughs> clockwork orange this is, too. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, just sure. Just this frantic, like, yeah. like, PCP and sausage energy, you know? Yep. He's... <laughs> 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 At this point, I think Evelyn and I are just enjoying how much it makes you laugh. <laughs> I can't be so off guard, you fucker. Snossages. <laughs> it's. 
It's great though because oh, she's uh, she's old. She's not in good shape, but she's putting up a fight because no one wants to die. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. is utterly failing to kill her. We talked. Well, we talked about that too. It was like little. I think in the last episode it was just like how we we uh, as human beings can grasp the notion of death. You brought this up, Skip that we grasp the notion of death so that therefore we fight for our lives that much harder because we know that there's no getting up from this. Whereas like animals have this, uh, they don't really have the notion of death. It's just really, mm-hmm. Oh, they didn't get up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. So like, I think that's kind of like lends into this where like she had this just, you know, she knows she's not going down without a fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And she puts up a hard ass fight. I think of everyone, she probably puts up and, the most. And that's fight. the thing yeah. is like the person who we don't expect to be able to do anything in this situation can still, he's that much of a just bumbler. Yep. Pushover. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a very interesting uh, because again, you just see just how. A weak he is, and B how unplanned all of this actually is. Because he keeps talking about that. I have a plan. I had a plan, and mm-hmm. like this and that. It's all going according to plan, and all this and that. It's just like shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> <coughs> um. Uh, where we? So you like tied her up with a bunch of stockings, and put her on the bed. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, yeah, so he so he ties up the uh, the mother mm-hmm. with the stockings and everything. Yeah, because again, he tried strangling her, didn't work. So the uh, the narration continues into how his mother was ashamed of him for being an illimit- illegitimate child, which is why she sent him off to live with his grandma initially, and then to a convent to become a priest. Uh, when he can't strangle the mother with his hands, she slips free and runs into another room. Unfortunately, he runs at her and knocks her to the ground again into a pile of clothing. He then uses her stockings to gag her and ties her up. Which, God, that scene where she just slips away, you're just like, all right, cool, just keep going. And then she just looks back. She's like, ah! It's like, fuck! I love how after this, he like just sits down against the wall and he's just... So yeah, just tired, yeah, breathless just, uh, yeah. and sweaty. He's yeah. like, oh God, Jesus. Yeah, that was uh, so much work. Like exactly. <laughs> just, I mean, it was basically uh, these three people that he found to attack who don't have great defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. It was just like trying to keep three hamsters in a room together. <laughs> and he's like, I can't even, because <laughs> they're like once. As soon as he subdues one, another one of them is like slowly crawling away, but slowly. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, he's like, yeah. you guys, yeah. just stay. Well, while this is happening, the uh, the narration is describing him harming a pig that lived in the farm next to the convent that he lived in as a child. It screamed when he stabbed it, which uh, alerted the nuns, and he was caught. And then he wasn't allowed to become a priest he anymore. He wasn't allowed to become a priest. Can't do it. They take away your uh, priest card after that. <laughs> I don't know. I think he would have been a great priest. It says know. right in the handbook, stab a swine, no priest. <laughs> no do priest. <laughs> stab a swine, do the time. This is stab, this is your stab a swine, not divine. Not divine. <laughs> God damn it. 
I think uh, it's important to note here while he's sitting against the wall, he's very tired that uh, I, Cuba. I, ju- I haven't gotten there yet. Q- oh, literally, there's like, yeah, like two things happened right before then. God. Yeah, you? literally. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm the one who jumps in front. That's not that's not your job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the one who forgets where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know how many details are going in. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It really is one of those things. That's what I'm saying because on your initial thought, you're just like, oh, everything happens and then it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, but there are a lot of things that are going on in this. Like, like yeah. I'm telling you, all of the details that are being fed right now, like him harming the animals and then being thrown away the priesthood, all of that was in the front end of that, of the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I understand where you could get lost in this because there's so many things happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he's dragging uh, so many times in this movie. This man uses the most awkward methods of dragging bodies around. (laughs) He takes the mother down the hall back to the mattress on the floor and ties her feet together. And as he walks to the other room past Sylvia, the camera is low again symbolizing his grandiose ego in the moment after he finally got her tied down and everything. Uh, And here we go. He presses his back to the wall and slumps down on the floor in exhaustion. And we see that he's parched when the four-legged little homie comes and checks on him to see how he's doing. The pupper will henceforth be known as Buster for the duration of these notes because I didn't get a dog's name. And (laughs) goddammit, he's a Buster if I ever saw one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, during the struggle the psychopath had pulled out the mother's dentures and thrown them on the floor Buster finds them and makes them his new chew toys this dog has great comedic timing Yeah, he like has the dentures in his mouth and then he looks up and drops them and he's like oh yeah So cute. Oh. I was gonna say he ran. He ran up to the psychopath and snipped his, his snipped crotch. his crotch. Yeah, yep, yeah. He's like you, you horned <laughs> um, up, boy. You horned up. We then see the son crawling on the floor in an attempt to escape. He makes his way past Sylvia and up the stairs without the psychopath noticing. Um, he's too busy quenching that thirst via the sink. Suddenly, a phone starts to ring in another room, and he frantically starts investigating. Meanwhile, Sylvia has reached the knife reached the knife that was dropped when he was tying her to the door. Skills. Yeah. She has it in her mouth when he passes by and knocks it out of reach, then proceeds to tape her mouth shut before continuing to look for the phone. She's been tied up before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By this point, the son has reached the bathroom upstairs next to the room with the ringing phone. He dragged himself right past the phone. Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't, he wasn't going for he the phone. He wasn't going to the phone. He, yeah. well, he was just like, I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. go to I the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bathroom. Which is so It's so sad, sad man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he reaches the, uh, the bathroom upstairs next to the room with the ringing phone, which is what reveals his location. The psychopath lays on top of him as if to take a small rest before committing murder. It's actually quite loving. I don't know if it was loving. It almost well, seemed like a boa constrictor when he gets his meal. As in, as in com- not loving towards the victim, <laughs> yeah. but, but comfortable with this sort of... Living in like, the moment. Yeah, two strangers oh, yeah, yeah, would yeah. never be comfortable with this thing happening. No, but yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, like, sure. ah, yes. 
But the way he grabs, lay on top of this person, his arms and he puts them underneath his body. Like I, felt, I was like, that's why it literally just reminded me of a boa constrictor yeah. when they start like slowly slinking around the neck. Yeah, that's just what it reminded me of. <clears throat> um, the uh, oh yeah, this yeah okay. So this is probably like one of the harder scenes to endure. Mm-hmm. This is such a fucking sad scene. Um. He initially he tries strangling him in the weirdest way using the sun's tie. He like he stands with so his his he's standing facing the door opposite of the the sun. The the sun. He's he's facing away from the direction the sun is facing. Yeah, they're thank like you. back thank to you. back kind of. Yeah, they're like back to back, but not really because he's reaching underneath his legs, like through his legs, to pull on the sun's tie. Uh huh. It's it and like strangle him in reverse. It's it's yeah. this it's this weird like if gravity was reversed, this would be a good way to strangle somebody. But like yeah yeah you're yeah. working against yourself in every way possible. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's what I'm saying. It's hard to describe how he's doing it because it's such an awkward fucking position that like. Yeah, it's not working at all in this in this guy who doesn't understand what's even going on. It's just like, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't even know he's being he, murdered. Exactly. He's just super confused the whole time. It's, yeah. Oh god. It's so fucking sad. Like until he's actually being harmed, he's no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh when that proves to be too difficult yet again, he pulls him close to the tub places his torso underneath the water and holds his legs up while he drowns. This uh, this was a little reminiscent of the kill from the changeling for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah, this is our second tub drowning. Yeah, yeah. And like, pew, and pew, 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 pew. Re- <laughs> 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 tub crimes. Fucking <laughs> 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 do, shit. Do the, do the tub crime. You're going to have to have tubby time. <laughs> tubby time. <laughs> So this uh essentially he kills him in the reverse fashion that uh what's his name the little boy got killed in Changeling mm-hmm. cuz the little boy gets killed because he just pulls his feet up directly and he's yeah. laying down but like he's this is like a face pile first driver into the tub yeah, yeah and like he's holding his legs up in the air it's fucking it's so dark bro it was it's, yeah, it's a really it's it's, a sad it's, one. it's so weird because it's like you know obviously he's in a chair so I don't know exactly what, you know, is is going on with him neurologically, but mm-hmm. his legs mm-hmm. are like very like wooden and stiff during this segment. Yeah. yeah. So it's very it's yeah. very surreal the way he like if a person was like um if a person was like an an action figure, you know, it's like you just you mm-hmm. just grab him by the legs yeah. and flip him yep. upside. It's so So strange and drowning is just such a brutal way. And I was just thinking, you know, if this guy's, you know, not got that strong of a grip on reality, if he's got a cognitive disorder, you know, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, 
how extra terrifying is is this experience you know oh you yeah know? like yeah not, yeah literally no there's no concept yeah yeah there's no concept to grasp what's going on there's just it's just sheer terror yeah like at the base level it's so yeah up. and the, if nothing else this film is very good at getting across the just the animalistic feelings of of these situations mm -hmm. and like we said you know it is not saying like isn't this sick it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's not glorifying well, shit yeah. i really don't think that's the point of this movie like it really is sickening to watch but for a different reason mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's very that then you would anticipate going it's into not this, hostile based on the cover alone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. straight up <laughs> straight yeah weirdly enough, no no again, no disrespect to Roth, purpose you know no no, no absolutely yeah, yeah yeah no we that's fine <laughs> um so while this is happening the narration describes how he wanted to kill his stepfather out of rage, but was too weak, so he left home and slept in the park. There, he saw a swan that was separated from its flock and proceeded to strangle it before cutting its head off. He said that he imagined that it was his stepfather, and that was his personal way of taking revenge. This makes way more sense than Benoit's obsession with pigeons. Yeah, yeah, because almost that just seemed yeah that just seemed like something that he was trying to do to make himself sound more interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like, know. I wrote a poem. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly like. Bird. Whereas in this, it just very much is like he saw something and it was just like, I want to hurt something. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to hurt. Like, like the the Fight Club line. I just wanted to hurt something beautiful. It's exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly you know, what I, I was going to say. Something beautiful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Honestly, he's like, he's like the opposite of Benoit because Benoit had a happy upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what, that's what's so fascinating about the nature versus nurture thing because it gets thrown out of the window with these two movies. Like, yeah. it's fascinating. It's yeah. so interesting. Um, so once he's finished with that, he goes back downstairs and thinks about how everything went wrong, quote unquote. He claims all it all happened so fast and that he imagined it would all be so much more dramatic is the words he uses. Mm -hmm. He says that going to uh, he says that he's going to teach the mother some respect by showing her the body of her son in the tub. But she doesn't seem to be responsive. He believes she's playing a trick on him at first. And pretending not to move, but then says nobody can act that well when he realizes something is wrong with her. He's just like holding her up. Yeah, he's like waltzing with her slightly the in the room. Like, yeah, so strange. Dude. And her her whole midriff is showing because her clothes are awry. Mm -hmm. Yo, dude, shout out to these actors who fucking they're playing these corpses. Oh afterwards yeah, yeah, good. it's. God, this has got to be some of the roughest part of this movie is just like watching him fucking transport It really them. feels like you're mm -hmm. just watching this situation, you know? And I know that's like... like yeah, I know that, in real time. I, I know that's a dumb thing to say. That's like what movies no, 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 are. No, no, no. But like the, there's, no. there is not any like heightened element to the realism. There's yeah. not any exactly. extra like hollywood sheen it's it mm -hmm. just feels like someone's just standing there with a camcorder while all this shit happens exactly it doesn't feel like something you should be watching you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's it's fascinating uh, i thought the woman was just dead <laughs> i thought she had a yeah. heart attack uh yeah it was never really explained she essentially dies off screen he's he well she's she's uh paralyzed and her daughter is like, she needs her medicine. 
She's like catatonic. Yeah, he's yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. doing the dance around with her because he's like, okay, then any second I'm gonna drop her, and then she's gonna like, she's gonna catch herself. Yeah, just like pop you up. You know, yeah, like yeah. she's she's. Oh, he even says she's playing dead. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, she's not playing. No. <laughs> Uh, He places her in the wheelchair and goes to untie Sylvia from the door. She tells him that her mother is sick and needs her medicine located in the kitchen. He thinks to himself that she would need to remain conscious at all costs. Uh, He's talking about Sylvia. Sylvia. No, he's he's Uh, because he's talking about the mom. He's like, I want I want her to witness all of this because of how much I hate my mom. I wanted my mom to watch all of the like this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, initially he is talking about the mom. He's talking about, I need her to stay alive. But then when he's like, oh, nobody can act that well, I noticed something was wrong with her. So that's why when he sees the daughter at that point, he's like, she needs to remain conscious at all costs. So I need to make sure she stays alive and at least she can watch her mother die. And that's why he's trying to go and grab the pills to revive the mother that way, just long enough so that he can kill her in front of her. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that was his like that's that's his like line he of wants thinking. This chain of observation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like, yes, yes, let's get those pills. Exactly. Yeah. And not by walking to the no. kitchen. No. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> he he is... says, Sylvia, let's pretend we're glowworms. Yeah. <laughs> let's play earthworms. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's play nightcrawlers. <laughs> let's play nightcrawlers. <laughs> oh, got our got our prerequisite sunny reference in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's uh so yeah he says uh he thinks to himself that she would need to remain conscious at all costs because he wants her to witness her mother slowly dying he claims that she he has something special planned for her we get the most awkward dragging of a live hostage i've ever seen on film what the fuck is this they, he, he's just on the ground fully with her and they're just like inching around and then there's this yeah. there's this weird element that like starts to come into it near the end where there becomes like a sexual element to it and dude i thought the same thing and he's he starts like putting his mouth on her but then when they get to the counter and they like stand up against the counter all weird she's like she's yeah. like looking back and trying to like either kiss bite him is she trying to bite him cuz i think she's trying to it bite him it looks like it yeah, looks I, like she's trying to kiss him a little bit i thought she was trying to bite him cuz it looks like she's like like gnawing at him like she's trying to like gnaw and he keeps like barely moving away well but cuz i i can understand the train of thought of like okay the leaning this in is, this is what this fucking guy is like mm-hmm. doing if mm-hmm. this just is done perhaps this situation ends Exactly. Sooner, especially yeah. when he's squirming around with her on the ground and shit. You yeah, know? exactly. That's why. Yeah, and he said he said that she was coming on to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, she's she's just trying to survive. But he, yeah, you're but, right. I did but, actually. But right. he's also so up. so unreliable. Did that like even happen exactly. at all? Exactly. You know? Right. Exactly. It's it, because even in the diner. When uh, when he sees the women uh, looking at him and stuff, he's like, they basically provoked me, but uh-huh. with their looks and stuff. And he's like, and uh, he's like, I saw them looking at me, and I was on it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like he says it like, oh, like I, you know, I know what's up. Like I know what's <laughs> up. Like, and it's just like, no, they're probably not even fucking looking at you. Like you just like you said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they reach the kitchen, and he finds the pills. 
He leaves her leaning against the counter as he goes to try and make the mother. <laughs> she tries to hold onto the counter with Dude, her teeth. Dude, this was crazy. Like, so, yeah, that was fucking crazy. So he leaves her leaning against the counter as he goes to try and make the mother OD. Brutal shot of Sylvia hanging onto the sink with her teeth trying to stay upright as she falls. I don't think he was trying to make her OD. Well, he, no, he's, like, he's not trying. He's that's semi joking, but yeah, oh, yeah like it's, sorry. you know what I mean. Yeah, he's just. I mean, it's he's... funnier when you have to explain the joke, though. You know what I mean? Sorry, no. but <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> he puts like forty pills. No, in yeah, her mouth. exactly. Yeah, no, no, yeah. He, he really doesn't trying to. He really like, is just like wake just, up. We the pills make her wake up. Yeah, exactly. So I'll put all of them in there. <laughs> Like, it works Christ. like a pest dispenser, it's, right? It's yeah. horrible, and I don't know what's in those pills, but it's the 80s, so I'm guessing there's some amphetamines oh, in there. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Are you kidding me? That's a party in a fucking capsule, bro. Yeah, like, that's because it's, if it's, it's to, if it's to make her heart, um, you know, beat more, yeah. if that's the problem yeah. is she has a weak heart, That those yeah, are some, just, some yeah. big time uppers. Yeah. So this yeah. woman, so honestly, he didn't make her swallow any single one of them. No, he's just putting no, them in her, putting her mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's either already dead or this kills her. I, I really think she was dead already. That's why I say that she died off screen, because literally from the moment that he ties her up, she's not moving again. And, she's and, not conscious and he, again. He also, no... when he gags her, he like shoves the stockings way down her throat. Yeah, in her throat. Yeah. He's just he's just a, a bumbler. Yeah. He's he's oh so clumsy. He's he's henchman material. <laughs> he's not supervillain material. Yeah. Uh, he's an NPC trying to be a main character. Pretty much. <laughs> In the parlance of the Zoomers. Yeah. He really should have gone to murder college. I love <laughs> Finishing school, they call it. <laughs> He could have doubled in in. A s- he could have. S- he could have <laughs> finished a single one of them. <laughs> uh. God damn it! Okay. Anyway. Uh, she gets up slowly and makes her way into a dark room to hide. Meanwhile, he empties the bottle into the corpse and kicks the chair into into the wall out of frustration because she won't wake up. Somehow. He knocked out all of the lights in the house and is now forced to go full goblin mode in the dark with a box full of matches searching for Sylvia. Mm-hmm. I, it's weird. Wait. He really does kick the fucking chair and hits a lamp and then all the lights he go. Bro- he broke the house. He broke the house. Yeah. That's so strange. Uh, so she tries to slip out a rear door, but he hears her and comes running. She panics and dives through the glass. A small chase ensues leading to a dark tunnel on the property. Oh, here we go. Strap in, folks. This is... The dog comes along, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's so... God damn. Yeah, the ball, like, falls. Oh, she kicks a She's soccer ball. She's kicking a soccer ball. In the... All right, yeah, this is... All right, don't say we didn't warn you. Um, Explicitly multiple times. To... Yeah, exactly. He catches up to her. And stabs her multiple times in the and uh, as he as he wrestles her to the floor, it's one of the most visceral things I've ever seen. It's incredibly brutal and sickening, yet shot incredibly well. He continues stabbing her in the chest and neck, while Buster is biting at his ankles. And the soccer ball is bouncing around. And the around. soccer ball is bouncing around. Very yeah. noisy. Once he's done with the knife, he immediately grabs her neck and begins drinking the blood from her wound. 
shortly after this, he throws it right up. But uh, the blood doesn't belong in your stomach. Yeah, exactly. The uh, so uh, the actual scene, the stabbing itself, is jumping from point of view, uh, from his point of view to her point of view, um, and every single time he goes in with a knife, it just there's just fucking gushes of blood being spurred on the wall uh it's they're being sprayed on his face it's everywhere it's just drenched all over the floor it's it's fucking violent man like the the knife does look like it's going in at uh, multiple mm-hmm. times too like i gotta say whoever fucking who, great whoever is squirting him is not doing the best job of making it look like it comes from oh yeah it comes from different angles and stuff it's for sure. too high you know what it is is the blood is ricocheting it's very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very uh, um, Argento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, and I, and honestly, I remembered this scene uh, differently when I first watched it because it is fucking, it's horrifying to watch. It really is like this is the scene that sticks out mm-hmm. when people talk about this movie. But like, like I said, weirdly enough, when it happened, I was like, oh, it's over actually kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's drawn out. Like all of the weird and awkwardness is very much drawn out. But like the actual act of the killing happens kind of quickly. Yeah. And not not quick enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it definitely happens a lot quicker than I than I thought initially. Not quick enough for my liking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. Uh. Yeah. And so and the then this was also when he uh, when he throws up. The blood, that that blood drinking, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it was, uh, this was taken from uh, an Austrian serial killer uh, by the his moniker was the Vampire of Dusseldorf. And uh, he was known for, um, yeah, like essentially going Jack the Ripper on a lot of people and then like drinking the blood. And so they were just like, what the fuck? Like they actually <laughs> thought a vampire was uh, like so that like it you know it was a trip how that kind of like led its way. But uh, that guy wrote a book about his his murders. It was and, called Dear Diary. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, it was he wrote a book about his murders, and then that's what uh, the writer took as inspiration from that. Ashley put this piece of. Um, action i guess into mm. it uh and then there was another di- line of dialogue I, I don't exactly know where it was but he t- he says he included it in, in the script as well uh from the book and it was basically like a one-to-one mm. with uh what the vampire talked about in his own killings and stuff and like his was going through his head yeah um, so the the book is called the sadist and, yes and it's Thank and you. it was yes. written by the psychiatrist carl berg uh yes he, and he Thank and you. he interviewed peter Curtin. the peter Curtin, i that was the the, fucking the vampire of yeah. dusseldorf aka the monster mm-hmm. of deuce or excuse me the dusseldorf monster, monster. Mm-hmm. um and he killed and murdered or excuse me killed and raped a bunch of people between february yeah. and november 1929 so yeah it was a he's a spree killer known as because it was just so rabid like it was just, it was uh, there was just so it was well. How many victims? 
Um, Does it say how many victims? It doesn't say just straight off. Let me see. A but but a bunch of people though. It was basically like a spree. He just went off like one to one to one. Like it was like Jack the Ripper. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's why they thought it was like a. It says nine plus murders, thirty one plus attempted murders. God damn! Yeah, that's <laughs> God damn, bro. February to what? February to November. But, but that's he, crazy. He, terrifying time. But yeah. he had a long rap sheet going back most of his life, and it did, oh, and yeah. it did include uh, attempted murder. So one one yeah. of those is a prior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were there were flags, and they were red, mm-hmm. <laughs> crimson. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, Buster runs off barking. And we get a few wide shots of the tunnel before cutting back to the good boy's face, staring at the crime scene. We get to watch this dog think about life. Oh, he's just like, bro, his, God, his fucking mm. face, dude. You know, just the entire time, I'm just like, get out of there, guy. Get out of there, buddy. <laughs> this is this is where the movie really begins, though. Uh, you're right. His story. Right? <laughs> his story. Him, him story. <laughs> him story. This is where um, the fun begins. Yeah. yeah. So we see the psychopath's pants around his ankles implying necrophilia. Well, well, the, no, we see that, but her skirt is all the way down. Like like Yeah, and like, her feet are together. Like not like not pulled down. I mean like it's the length it should be. Therefore, he did not pull down the the waist part of the skirt, nor did he yeah. hike up the skirt to get to her. He he just. I think he just got funky on top. of I her. think so too. Why, why would you use he, that? Term? I don't know. He, he got funky like a Kong. <laughs> this is a constant challenge in movies because you're like, because you don't know whether something very specific happened or if the filmmakers just flubbed it. I know we were talking about this with slashers. Mm. You're like, okay, everyone's wearing pants. But I don't know if there's supposed to be rape happening here or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you get that, you get yeah, that weird, yeah. that weird stuff in movie where movies yeah. where people are like just totally able to like fuck through their zippers, and it's just like, yeah, no, yeah. Not, and this is something that like not on my you watch. want to be, no. you you want to be crystal clear about what did and didn't happen in this instance. Yeah. But yeah. often you're like, I'm not sure if. They wanted it to be a certain thing, and the filmmakers were too afraid to commit to making it clear. Or if what I'm looking at is exactly what. Well, it is. I think I think it's very possible too, because he like he like drinks a bunch of her blood and then throws up all over her, and uh-huh. the whole time that was happening, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I imagine if you drink a pint of someone else's blood, that would be your body's reaction to it. Like, yeah, that that's a one plus one is two. Okay." You yeah. know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the god, the fucking makeup on her though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. horrifying. It looks haunting. Yeah, the the literal corpse like, makeup. Oh god, it was just like she looks like blue at this mm-hmm. point. So you're just like it's out of been at least a few hours because the blood fucking got drained. Yeah. From did he? Did he take a nap on her? He, yeah. He, yeah. So yeah, he literally passed so out. So I. So I think either up. he pulled his pants down and he got funky solo. <laughs> God damn it, both of you! Know, he just like played a bongo solo, <laughs> yeah. And uh, either that, or he pulled his pants down and he like lost, he like lost the nerve 
I feel like that's pretty in line with with the 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 yeah. character yeah, we've yeah, presented. Absolutely. I'm like, this is my plan, and you know, I didn't get to do it in front of the mm-hmm. mom, but this is what I was gonna do. Yeah, you know, exactly. But but mm-hmm. he he doesn't, you know, which you sh- no shame. You should not have the nerve to do that. Um, <laughs> or he he, you know, to get funky on a course. yeah. <laughs> Bada bow, bada bow. Or he just passed out because, like, drinking a bunch of someone else's blood is uh, not good for you. Yeah. He's had a long night. Yeah. He's had a long night. He's running and he's on only one had sausage. One sausage. <laughs> That's right. Fuck yeah. I just. Yeah. I just I just blew into this one sausage town and I'll be blowing out on the wind tomorrow. Fuck, I love that we had that joke locked in at the same time. But we know we know who the main character is because this uh, idiot slept on top of a corpse for the rest of the night and the dog slept in the bed. Aw <laughs> poor thing. <laughs> so uh he gets up and slowly staggers around for about 20 minutes, damn near in real time. Yeah, looking a lot like Rick Mail, I'll add. Uh, you know, drop dead Fred. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a it frantic totally Rick Mail, just like. It totally yeah. Oh, fucking. And heavy breathing and shit. And, that, and yeah, all I can think when he's scrambling around all over the place is like, dude, you gotta have breakfast. <laughs> Before you start your day, hearty meal, bro. At least a couple sausages. (laughs) (laughs) There's groceries on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the dog got at. The dog ate the groceries. Oh man. Uh, This is the great. There's like the first half of the movie has tension, but the tension throughout the movie of how long does this guy tolerate this dog? Right. A lot yeah, me. no, 100%. It's just like always up yeah. in his shit. And the- yeah, the dog is following him around is like, I love you. You're my new dad. <laughs> I'm like, how long is this going to go on? Because he talks about killing a lot of animals. But that's the great tension of the second half of the movie because it's just him and the dog now. And honestly, I love it. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, the the dog we were talking about is the uh, basically the hero of this film. Yes, he's, he's he's what leads the the ending events to happen. So he's a good boy. He's the goodest boy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to know a backstory. I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking backstory! I would die for this dog. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that goes? And then we see a person and we're like, okay, endear me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Sell me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he finds a car in the garage and begins planning all of the things he wants to do with the bodies of the victims. Uh, like showing them to new hostages to elicit fear from them. Yeah. He's like, I decided to take them with me. And... You're watching this movie and you're like, you're you what now? You did what? <laughs> you decided that what a minute ago? Okay, new plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then and then he like jizzes his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he the, full he, on just think about it. Yeah, he, he full on. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. I, I'm right there. Uh, he's, <laughs> add add he that add drags, that to the content warning. He full on nuts. <laughs> <laughs> 
so you're gonna like what I put down here. The way he drags uh, the son's body through the broken glass is so fucked up. Yeah. And uh, POV. Oh, dude, that was. Dude, it's that very was so crunchy. Bad. He drags his face through the fucking glass, yeah. dude. I was like, no. What you the know, fuck? you know that meme of the woman uh, who's like crouching with her. She's got her hands on her knees and she's squinting and wearing sunglasses and she's wearing like a blazer. Mm. And it's like me trying to see if the actors are breathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's me watching the sun get dragged around. I'm like. Dude, is he holding his head off of the I floor? I mean, yeah, exa <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying. I wasn't even looking for breathing, but I was like, man, that motherfucker just actually doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. well, when he started dragging him down the stairs and the heads, I was like, okay, that's got to be uh, a, a dummy this. at that point. <laughs> I think it's a guy. Really? Dude, it looks, it's yeah. straight up the entire time it looks like him. That's yeah. insane. Like it, yeah, and as I'm saying, like that's what I mean. Like by by that's what I was talking about. We're gonna talk about glass later on. Yeah. When he goes through that doorway, I was like, shut the fuck up. He's not actually gonna drag his face through that. And he goes through, and then down the stairs. I was like, no. He yeah. But well, it was really bad when he drags the mom down. He had her bent very, a very extreme angle Dude. with her feet way up in the air, and I'm like, Again. this woman's back and endure then this. This why he decides to drag the mother out of there when there's clearly an easier method sitting right in front of him. I'll never know. <laughs> the fucking wheelchair is in front. He pulls her out of the wheelchair, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna just drag her." Yeah, because because like, at some point he like throws her up against the wall, and for some reason her body just like yep. rigor mortis is up. Yeah, all straight. It's it's so weird. Yeah, it's so strange. Yeah, I love this the new plan. And it's yeah, like, he new victims ASAP. Exactly. I gotta show the old victims exactly. to the new victims. It's <laughs> he's he talks about uh, being so excited about the prospect of getting new victims, and that this was the this was only the beginning. He has <laughs> he has an a nocturnal emission, and then goes about his day. <laughs> He has a daylight emission. Exactly. I was like, how do I fucking say it? I was like, wait. But uh, call back to <laughs> a, a daylight emission. God daylight damn. emission. <laughs> I think that's what Ron Burgundy calls afternoon delight. An afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> he has an afternoon delight and goes about his day. Well, he's, uh, he talks a lot about tying his new victim's up with his in old, the, yeah, with in the, the same corpses room. Yeah, in the same to room like really, that'll really scare them. Mm -hmm. like, they'll hate that. They yeah, won't, they won't ever be able to bear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's like, "Oh, I'm so cool." Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and it is the most like drawn out <laughs> sequence of him going around and collecting all the corpses and. That's what I was saying. Damn near in, in literally real time for the last like twenty minutes of the movie, you watch him just yeah transport. Yeah, like it's literally just watching him play cleanup, like I a just, sloppy cleanup. I just felt very maternal at this point in the movie. I was just so worried about him. <laughs> he hasn't had breakfast. Oh, sweetheart, you haven't. He's had just so malnourished. <laughs> He's late for work. He has to fit an entire family into the trunk of his car. Dude, this fucking car got some trunk space. Right? Talk about a fucking ad for this car, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a Mercedes. Oh, I'd like to see that cut. Exactly. Yeah. Like literally the entire sequence. Yeah. Without narration. 
of him dragging them and then shoving them into the trunk. All yep. of this happens in real time. Yeah, and pretty then, much. And then at the end, it's just like he, Buick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he brings the bodies into the tunnel, pulls the car around, and stacks them in the trunk. Pretty impressively, might I add. Uh, he goes back into the house. <laughs> Work smarter, not so harder. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back into the house and has himself a sink bath before going upstairs to find a new non-blood-drenched getup. In the pile of clothes. In the pile of clothes. He decides on the Bugs Bunny orchestra conductor fit and calls it a day. He did not change shirts. He could not find a new shirt, so he just kept his bloody shirt. Like, why do you keep the fucking shirt? The, the, but so he got dumb. new pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. New pants, and I'll tell you, the Bugs Bunny jacket, bro. That's he all... looked pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, the jacket is, yeah, it's the, the long tails, mm-hmm. white tux, mm-hmm. and it is way too big for him. The 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 yeah. the just... Bugs Bunny fit is a hilarious, hilarious comparison. <laughs> so <laughs> it totally apt. So apt. Is. So apt. <laughs> it totally is. It's the first thing I thought when I saw it. I was like, "Hey." <laughs> uh, I, I wrote, "This dog is everything." Eating groceries and following him from room to room. Yeah, exactly. Throughout the whole thing, Buster's cute little ass is under the blankets, popping his head out every so often. Yeah. Uh, the narration describes that he feels better after the slings, that his whole body feels lighter, as if he's floating. He's in a bright, cheery mood, and that everything he's going to do from here on out is going to be easier. Even he knows that this post-nut clarity can't last, though. <laughs> you got me good with that one. <laughs> even even a even post-nut doesn't give this motherfucker clarity. Like absolutely not. He, he's like, oh, whoa, I should do that again. <laughs> Oh man! So it's interesting to note that the entire time we've been seeing this property, this is this is actually interesting. It feels like the ex- it's extremely excluded from the general population. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's like scaling around, uh, you don't see anybody else around. You don't see any other houses or whatever. But when he's making his way back to the car, we see other houses in the not too far distance. So it's actually not as private as you think. Yeah, it's just kind of walled up. It's in. literally just walled up and it happened to be around nighttime when everybody was already probably about to be in their in their mm-hmm. homes or just gotten getting back. Yeah. And I, I realized something when he's doing all this running back and forth and like opening a gate and moving a car and closing a gate and mm-hmm. all this ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. Uh the only reason he ended up at this house is because the gate was open. Yeah. 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 It's all, yeah. that's the chance of it. Like if the gate had been shut, it it's, would have been t- it's too. It's the strangers line all over too again. It's, why tough. Did, why are he, you doing this? Because you were home. Yeah. He would have <laughs> ended up at some other house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's all because it's all random. Somebody forgot to close the gate. I, yeah. I just thought that was such a great fucking reveal about like the, the, the wide shot served a bigger purpose to like actually show you like, look, he's, he's really delusional. He really doesn't understand. And it also serves to be an even more sad fact because it had any one of them fucking screamed or made noises. They Mm -hmm. would have probably had the cops on them like immediately. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
it's so it's just such a fucking like eerie and sad fucked up reveal to do but it's just a simple little shot that's it yeah you know it's fascinating uh the visual storytelling in this movie is fucking is incredible um he enters the car letting buster in as well and rams New sidekick. The... Yeah. <laughs> New it, sidekick it's so lot. funny. I'm like, man, please don't run this dog over. And then he's, yeah, then he's like, yeah, yeah. Rides? We go for rides? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, word. We roll it out. Let's go. <laughs> uh, he rams through the gate while he exits. Uh, speeding While speeding down the road. You know, laying low. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's Real low. crashing through gates wearing gates, this, this outfit. tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, he, while speeding down the road, he ends, he rear ends someone who has stopped for crossing children. The people in the car get out and begin shouting at him, which freaks him out. Uh, so he pulls off in a frenzy, hitting several cars in the process. I love, I love it. He's just like, they're all like, get out of the car. And he's like, go away. This is a great scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene. Because you it's know, shot you know really what's really hard. crazy about this? Is it could have been any one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're dressed like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's so fucking just like inept. He literally gets in a car accident yeah. and just stares at everyone that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 straight up. He's just like, get the fuck away. And his version of a nightmare scenario is all these cute little kids in yellow uh, raincoats are looking in all the windows of the car at him. Mm-hmm. Like, who's mm-hmm. in there? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's God, like, get God, the fuck God away, children. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. He somehow manages not to run over any of these children. Yeah, I know, I know. That was, I know, it was like super fucking aggressive, I, like pulling out. I think the better too. way to say that is he missed them all. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a just. Better, yeah, you're right. Is a better. He way just to happened say. to not hit any of them. Um. So while driving, he reaches into the glove box and finds photos of the family he just annihilated. He pulls into the same lot for the dinner for the diner. Oh yeah, he put gloves on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, I know because there was like, blood on his hands. There was hands. blood on his hands. Yeah, that he was trying to get off, but he couldn't. So he's like, "All right, fuck it, glove time." He's like, "I'm." Gonna... <laughs> he's like, "I look suspicious." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will put on these gloves. <laughs> this will throw off the scent. He took a bath in the sink and he failed to get yeah like any blood like, off. Of him. Yeah, exactly. Just, like fucking eighty percent of the blood is still on him. This yeah, this movie is about uh, time use. Yeah, because yeah, if yeah. he had like calmly taken a shower <laughs> and put on some other clothes, that's and hilarious. really just. And in, in the same amount of time that he thrashed around yeah, that whole time, tore through the city. Yeah. It would have been fine. That's so it's funny. like that. It's like that graph of like the areas that men and women concentrate on in the shower. Oh yeah, and yeah. for men, it's yeah. just like it's just like dark red on the pits and crotch, and just nothing else. And he, that that's just exactly what he did. <laughs> did not oh, actually. Oh, you gotta open your cheeks and let the salt, the the soapy water run down. Open the buns. Uh, open the buns. <laughs> it's Fuck. it's bakery time. Oh my god! 
finish. I'm, we're at the end. I'm trying to fucking finish. <laughs> he pulls into the same lot uh, for the diner that we saw in the beginning, where he also goes and sees the same exact people from before. In the same it, clothes. They even seem to be dressed the same, strangely it, enough. It's yeah. like a little coffee shop <clears throat> attached to a gas station. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I put initially gas station diner, but I was like, it literally just says espresso over the yeah, top. Yeah, so and, the, and it must shop. just be, you know what I mean? Like you could get like a little sandwich at Starbucks or, uh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, or a sausage. Yeah, that's <laughs> just culturally, like we have sandwiches, they have yeah. sausages. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so funny. Do you have a note about the newspaper? Uh, yeah, it's it's different this time. I didn't actually put what it was. It said PAX. PAX. It said, yeah, PAX. Instead of war? Yeah, which Pax means peace. Oh, interesting. Huh? <laughs> I don't interesting. know. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's neat. Because, yeah, I mean, it, oh, that's interesting. I didn't. Okay. That, yeah, you just got me it's weird. thinking a little bit more about this. That's neat. I But the little touches like that, I appreciate. Yeah. Um. So he he gloats internally about the women staring at him and says, I was on it immediately. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he has this crazy outfit now, and he has, like, yeah. very much has a look like. Because, but when he was at I the just diner, three people. When he was at the diner before, he's like, I'm a little embarrassed. My clothes are like ten years oh, old. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you you get the clothes back that you wore when you came in. Yeah. And then and then he comes back dressed like a fucking clown, and he's like, <laughs> Yeah. This is my this, this is my looks, power suit, you know. This yeah. is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this commands respect. <laughs> oh, man. So um, he wonders to himself how he's going to approach them uh-huh. and disgustingly eats another goddamn sausage. She just link. brings him the same meal. She's like, uh, I know what this guy wants. Fucking gross. Man. He's just, oh, yeah. Uh, he eats He eats a sausage as though he is eating one. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. He bites into it all carnivorously and shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Buster is barking up a storm in the car. Of course, this piece of shit left the windows up, which <laughs> prompts the psychopath to go outside and feed him. While doing so, a poli- oh yeah, this is this is really weird because he's like, these are my new victims, and he's like, I just I needed them to come with me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when he goes out to the car with the sausage on a plate, like magic. They all follow him outside. They all look, yeah, they all like peek. They go out like, to the car yeah, with him, which yeah. is totally not normal. Everyone's just like, what the yeah. fuck is this guy's deal? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, while doing so, uh, a police car pulls up and two officers get out. They almost immediately begin circling the vehicle and ask him to present the registration. He claims that the car belongs to a friend, so he doesn't have any papers. He's just very, very busy feeding this dog. He's like, oh, hang on. Yeah, I, get, yeah. I, I just... Uh. <laughs> they they then ask him to pop the trunk, and he sir, obliges. Sir, we're not fresh out the academy, okay? We've all stopped a guy feeding a dog, okay? So don't think we're going <laughs> to exactly. fall for that. It's the oldest trick in the book, sir. Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. And he's very excited yeah, to, to be exactly. made to open the trunk. His inner monologue talks about this moment being exciting for him and that now everyone would know who he was because he'd be famous. We end on a crane shot of the look of horror on everyone's faces as they see the bodies. 
Another voiceover begins. Now we're in the prodog. It's the, or not the prodog, the, the epidog. Last note on the last note. Another voiceover <laughs> begins. It's the voice of a medical professional diagnosing him with a dangerous form of sadism, and going into his family history as the credits roll, and we hear the same dripping water sound from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's angst, baby. And 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 the yeah. long bark sets in. The long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get through the goddamn notes. It's it's such a such a fever oh, dream man. of a film, despite being so like explicit and so much of it is basically happening in real time. Like like he does he yeah, doesn't wait yeah. for the family to like settle in at night. He's not like he's no, not like no. Jason stalking in the shadows for a while before he pops up. Yeah. He does. He does do the little bit of stalking, like when the dog runs in initially, and even when uh, Sylvia goes upstairs to like draw the bath initially, he's like standing against the wall, mm-hmm. like in the room right next to it. I was like, "Fuck, that's a good shot." It's super tense to see her like right in the other room. Yeah, yeah. It's like him with the knife, the phone, mm-hmm. and her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. I just thought that was fucking brilliant. Uh, uh, compositing like like composing of shots like, yeah it's, uh, like the way again the way it was filmed too brilliant i i don't i don't know if i like uh, on par with possession mm-hmm. i think in terms of the style that it was shot in and like the level of like acting that these guys are giving off like yeah. i really like put it on par with that because it just it it felt so fucking unique and original for what it was it's an anti-slasher slasher movie essentially you know what i mean like he's not really yeah there's no glamour or glory or yeah it's mostly just him bumbling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh it's it's like the movie is basically a premature ejaculation Uh, (laughs) it's a nocturnal emission yeah He had this great idea and how he was going to do it. He had many years to think about it in jail. And then he just got too excited. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's brilliant. But uh, right now, let's, uh, we got to get our boys thoughts on this one. Oh, you want to? Okay. So we'll, so we'll do this now. So I think we're all all getting pretty, pretty used to our uh, on the scene, drenched in humidity, (laughs) great lakes. (laughs) reporter <laughs> austin so uh so let's let's welcome our boy on it's time for hinging hey. with the unhinged or hinging on the unhinged yep. with austin hit it boy okay so the first time i saw this i it was like three years ago i was horrified i was disgusted i was put off completely and knowing that i had to watch this i've definitely put it off <laughs> And uh, come to find out, it is not as bad as I remember, like, at all. Now, I did see the theatrical cut this time. I do understand the issues that some people might have with it. I definitely have some issues with it. The initial time I saw it, not knowing that there were two cuts, I did see the director's cut. The whole, we need a 10-minute intro giving a brief uh, uh, birth in life of this guy was completely unnecessary for me. What works for this movie so well for me uh, was initially the fact that you don't really know much of anything. You know that this guy gets out of jail and is just completely deranged and what ensues ensues. I didn't need a backstory. I I actually think that it was a detriment to this film theatrical cut wise. Um, 
it just added a bunch of shit that I didn't need to know. And I didn't really care to know. Now it does make more sense throughout the film as he's talking. Like I see with that background information given in the beginning, why his ramblings about childhood and stuff could make more sense. But ultimately you're in the head of somebody that's very mentally ill, having a psychotic episode and just wanting to murder. So I'm not really going into this expecting to understand, nor do I ever really want to. Actually seeing this cut, I did think, um, even comparative to the director's cut, I was thinking watching this, that if you actually cut the beginning and it just started with the intro that said angst and the movie happened, you could even cut more dialogue out. I would really like to see this movie as almost not a silent movie, but almost no dialogue, at least from our main character. I think it would be a really cool thing. Like they redid uh, Maniac 2012 with Elijah Wood, where it was all POV. And I really would have liked the idea that an almost completely silent film and you're just spectating because of how the camera hung over it, it would have been a really cool movie just to watch this killer just kill. No, we don't need an insight of his mind. We don't need to know what he's thinking. You just see the looks on his face. You see the pleasure. You see the anxiety. You see the pain. But we got what we got and wasn't the biggest fan of that. But overall, I did enjoy this movie a lot. The camera work was like definitely my favorite part of this movie. I liked how dizzying it was. It was a little excessive at times, but ultimately it was super creative the way they used the camera to not just show the presence of these characters, but also give insight on how they're feeling in real time. You have the opening shots in the prison that I really liked where they almost have the cameras at our main character's ankles. And it really does give him a sense of like brooding, just violent energy. Because I mean, like the man is a lanky little noodle, like he's not that threatening. And if I did see him myself on the sidewalk, I'd be like, my man has some issues, but like, I just feel bad for you. So I do like the way that they use the camera to really help enunciate the intimidation factor on him as well as the up close shots that we get in like the cafe when he's eating the sausage and he's just like peeling these girls apart, like visually and just fantasizing about the things he's going to do to them. And you just get those up close macro shots of him just chomping and like tearing that meat apart, like really, really showing like his true nature of just wanting to be this vile, disgusting creature that just wants to rip and tear. But even so, in that same shot, um, you have like the, the establishing presence in the camera work, but you also have like, again, showing the way that they emote where when you do see our main character and you, they really focus on him, it's very still, uh, and it's his thoughts going on and he's explaining how he's feeling. But whenever it does, um, cut to another character specifically, like I said, in the cafe, both in the beginning and at the end of the movie, it's very shaky. It's very anxious. And, and it kind of enunciates his anxieties and his like excitement for the hunt and also his fear and, um, just all, all of, all of the energy that he's talking about you can really feel it in the camera there's also camera work later on when uh the home invasion is happening where uh the young woman when he cuts down her leg they clearly have the camera on the ground and the thump of her leg literally lifts the camera off and you you really feel like you're sitting there you're feeling it the vision in this movie the direction in this movie has a very good hold and it has a really good way of making you feel like you're right there same with when um, he's dragging uh, the older man out of the bathtub and when he's dragging him down the stairs, you get that up close shot of the corpse's face just thunking, 
thunking, thunking, and you feel every thud. Same with when he drags both him and uh, the older mother um, through the glass. You really feel everything. Uh, but it's not so much done through the acting. It's done just through visuals, the way it looks, the the angles. And I mean, with it only being, what, an hour and like 18 minutes, there wasn't that much really to digest. It was a very short and to the point movie, which I did appreciate. Um, it, there was no fat, just cut right to the chase. Man gets out of prison, murders people, goes to prison. I respected that. Um, and with that, I don't have too many complaints. You know, I didn't like the intro. I felt it was completely unnecessary. I felt like they could have cut a lot of dialogue out. Um, kind of like, you know, you know, this is actually kind of what it felt like when I saw Oppenheimer, Nolan has this great thing that he does that I can't stand where every important conversation that I'm trying to focus on, he has to blare the most like melodramatic score over so i have to like make it out like squinting my eyes trying to understand the complexities of cillian murphy and his girlfriend and his mistress's relationships but i can't because i'm listening to han zimmerman blaring in my ears in imax that's how i felt a lot of the times with this because it's like i'm really trying to like invest myself in this terrifying moment it, it, it's a horrifying thing. But then I'm learning about when he like stabbed a pig when he was at a monastery. And I'm like, listen, I know that this is clearly a pivotal moment in your life that brought you to this point. But I just want to see you kill people. Like it was really, <laughs> I don't know. Like I felt like it was really interesting not having like the murders happen and then learning about this guy or learning about this guy and then inevitably seeing what he becomes. I thought it was really cool that they kind of melded it together. It was almost like poetry over this horrible thing, this horrifying act. And then this like well-written deconstructed like soliloquy of this guy's life and what brought him here. It was interesting, but it just didn't work for me. I would have really liked this. Like I said, it's like almost like, almost like hear me out, hear me out like a Charlie Chaplin silent film but horror, you know, like I just really wanted to see this just with almost no dialogue. I felt like it would have been really cool. It's like an hour long. It would have been perfect. But you know, other than that, I don't have any complaints. I thought other than that, my only real complaint is like the eighties Euro synth pop that played like three separate times. And I wouldn't really be mad, you know, if they went to a cafe and it was playing on the radio, but at like the three most pivotal moments where I was the most invested, you know, like, like right after and at the end of the tunnel scene. And then right after he's running out of the taxi and he's about to strangle the taxi driver, we get like this terrible eighties Casio keyboard, like synth wave. And it is just the worst. And I didn't even hate the music in this movie. All the other music that like humming, like dreadful theme that played throughout it. I was, I really liked that. But as soon as I heard that it completely stripped me out and it just sucked because it played literally at the three best parts in the movie. So the music and the intro and just a lot of the unnecessary dialogue for me, uh, internally in our character, were the only things I really disliked. Other than that, it was super cool. It was super creative. And for what looks like a very low budget movie, had some really, really interesting and creative technical work. And I really did like this movie a lot. The second watch. When I was watching this, I actually wrote this down in my notes. I wrote, this movie has trouble every day syndrome. Because my God, the first time I watched trouble every day, I literally waited a week 
to record, you know, my thoughts on that. Cause I just didn't know what to say. I was like, what is this? I saw whatever that was, you know, I sat there and I watched my man just like mope around cause he can't eat his girlfriend. And then he ate the maid. And I was like, this, this is a movie, you know, this is a film. But then, you know, a week went by, finally sat down, collected my thoughts. And it was just this entirely different takeaway. I was like, once, once I got past the shock factor and I was able to like know what I was going into, I started peeling back so many layers and, you know, trouble every day had a lot more contextually to like really pick apart but still, this movie is so much better on a second watch, and it definitely has trouble every day syndrome for me, which is a good thing because I do appreciate this movie a lot more. I was dreading to watch it. <laughs> um, as you all know from the group chat, I, I had some words when this movie was announced that we were going to watch it, but I'm really glad I rewatched it. There's a lot to like about this movie, and I really did enjoy it. Also, I'm really sad that my guy didn't get typecasted as like a serial killer, at least in like local German films because that is the creepiest motherfucker I've ever seen. Like those teeth, those teeth, like that close up after, you know, he's all sweaty after the home invasion initially. And he's just like, you see the spit and the phlegm just like stick into his lips before he runs to the sink. Like I'm sad that I don't see him in more things, or at least that I haven't seen him in more things, but no, this movie was really good. And I'm really glad I watched it again. It, it had flaws, but you know, there's no such thing as a perfect movie, unfortunately. It was really fun. Glad I watched it. I'd give it like a four out of six. You know, it's an hour long. It gets straight to the point. No fat. I can't complain. I love you all so, so much. Have a great night. All right. Yeah, you have any... Uh... Did, let's go back into the... Well, okay, let's go back into the uh, the real case and like the parallels. Yeah, let's talk so, about like... Verna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really want to know more about it because I didn't get to investigate the actual case. Like I said, I just thought that this was more pieced together more than anything. But I didn't know like the actual. I didn't know the details of the actual case. It was like firmly based mm-hmm. on. So I'll so I'll just kind of read some of his his wiki. Yeah. <clears throat> Born illegitimately and raised in Salzburg, Nisik began skipping school, stealing, and running away from home as a youth. He never met his father, and his mother was overwhelmed with him, so she wanted him to find himself a house. When he learned this, Werner stabbed her with a knife, stole some money, and fled to Germany, where the 16-year-old was arrested in Hamburg and extradited back to Austria. God damn, 16? After two years Woo. of juvenile detention for attempted murder, Nisik was released. After several burglaries, he shot a 73-year-old woman. In 1973... He pled insanity and was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison, where he was dismissed in early January 1980 for good behavior. A, a uh-huh. few weeks before his release, he was given a three-day prison leave from the Garston prison to seek work. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this part. He had been convicted seven times since the age of 16, had been in prison yep. for 15 years, and spent 13 months in a workhouse by the age of 34. Fuck. With the, so, with the money that he received in jail through making illegal liquor, he bought a gas pistol. <laughs> Damn. And dude. on January 16th, 1980, so he had just gotten out of prison, he went by train to a town called St. Poulton, where he posed as a carpet representative 
That's right. And took yeah. a taxi to another settlement. It seems like it's like a suburb. It's got a very long name, and I'm not about to do that. Uh, <laughs> arbitrarily, he broke into the villa of the Altriter family, where 26-year-old wheelchair user Walter was living. He held Walter down, and when 55-year-old mother Gertrude and 24-year-old sister Ingrid came home in the evening, they were overwhelmed and tied up in the hallway. Since the mother believed this was a robbery, she presented him with a check for 20,000 shillings. Shortly after, Nisik tortured and strangled the son with his bare hands, dragging the body from the wheelchair to his mother, torturing her as well, and then strangling her three hours later with a noose. In Ingrid was mistreated for 7 to 11 hours and then strangled as well. Her body covered wow. with welts, hematomas, and dozens of burn marks. Uh, he also killed the family's cat, laid down, and fell asleep next to his Aww. victims. Piece of shit. A 21-year-old lodger was staying with the family, but survived because she had traded her days off at work with a co-worker. Whoa. So she was... That's fucked. She was supposed to be home. Oh my god, dude. That's so fucked. Oh, that's such a scary little detail. Yeah, but that. she had some really serious survival remorse. Oh yeah, yeah right? For sure. Oh, fuck anybody else. The here. next morning, Nisik packed the bodies in the trunk of the family's Mercedes and undertook a shopping spree with the check. Ah, uh, Mercedes. Yeah, there you go. He visited. They are built like boats. He, those old ones. He he uh -huh. visited. He right. visited a restaurant, and some people became suspicious when they noticed the large amounts of cash of the taciturn man, who also wore black gloves, which he did not take off for the duration of the meal. Cool. No shit. Wow, that's a trip. How much truth went into that? Uh, and then an employee noted down the license plate and called the police who then drove to the estate and discovered a broken window. The residents were missing. Oh, wow, they caught him there. No so they, they chased him, and they they were able to find him and discovered the bodies in the trunk. Two days later, he confessed to having murdered the family out of a sheer desire to kill. The murder served only his mental satisfaction. He even forced mm. Gertrude to take her heart medication so she would not lose consciousness and experience the agony better. Wow. According to investigators, they became his victims purely accidentally. He had showed up at the house of a building contractor and his family using the pretext of asking for the address of a doctor. That family's dog, however, deterred him. Nice. What the fuck? Dude, that's insane. So on uh, July 4th, 1980, he was sentenced to life imprisonment and admitted to the inst an institution for the mentally unstable. In 1983, he made an escape attempt from prison, but failed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk. I mean, I I think they talked something about that in the in the commentary that like yeah, that guy had made several attempts to escape. That's such a fucking trip, though, dude. Like all those little details being thrown in there. That's so itch. The one about the the. Switching the days the, at work. That's, oh, God. That's such a, like, non-thought. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just something like, just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just something you do. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh, it's so scary, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's so scary. It's so much detail that is, like, almost unbelievable. Like, this, the things that he was yeah. successful yeah. at in real life 
if presented mm-hmm. in this film would feel unbelievable, like using the medication, yeah. you know, like it. Yeah. yeah, which I like that the way it was presented in this movie, because it's like, yeah, that's more believable than what the fuck actually. Because the point is, like, this guy is not some master planner, even the real person. Yeah. It just was. He literally says by accident. right time, right place for for him, mm-hmm. for him, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so the Minister of Justice at that time commented on the case and stressed the importance of scientific and medical advice in prison and said if he had been convicted after January 1st, 1975, this crime would never have happened because yeah. in Austria, their laws are not allowed to be retroactive. So they passed a law that enacted the first day of 1975 that made it so that someone who needs it, someone who is in prison but needs psychological, like especially severe psychological help, can get admitted to, you know, like a, a mental facility where there are people to watch him and make sure he stays there. But he needs that help yeah. because this is who he is. And if you sit down and do therapy with this guy and all he ever talks about is he has this plan to kill a whole family, you realize this yeah. is not yeah, a guy that exactly. you can let out. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. So as as a result of this, as a result of what happened with him, they because anyone that went to jail before that, they were not allowed to grandfather in because they, you cannot have a retroactive law in Austria. So he was he was mm-hmm. condemned in 73 for that or 72 for the murder of that 73 year old woman. So, uh, you know, he was before 1975. So they formed a oh, task group. And basically what they did was let people out who were within those means and then recapture them and reconvict them <laughs> because now because wow. now it was post 1975. So now they could take all the potential Verners that they knew of and readmit them into the system. So they just, you know, essentially let them out and then followed them around. And then they they were like, (laughs) I'm going to kill them. They're like, yeah, no, get back in jail. Get back in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're going to what? No, you're going to go to jail, buddy. (laughs) So so crazy. I mean, because of what this guy did, uh, Austria seems to have gotten a real handle on this whole problem of like, yeah, maybe people who like walk into a school with a rifle and kill 30 people are not mentally okay. Yeah, it literally was. You're you're exactly right. Like I was gonna bring up, like it's it's interesting how this crime led to that change, and also like how we we talked about in Memories of Murder, how like that crime led to changes in the police force and how they did their job uh, and everything. Other later countries on too. literally go, oh, one example of this thing that mm. that like is you know verifiable and provable to be a thing that happens <clears throat> on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So let's remove mm-hmm. this one element that made it so bad. Yep. Let's work on this thing exactly. to make it better. But we just it's, we just see you're going, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should make guns more accessible. Do you think that'll fix exactly. it? Exactly. The biggest example of this I'm going to bring up is uh, NITRAM, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, 2021 uh, Australian movie. And it's based off of the uh, – it's, it's Martin Bryant was the shooter. Mm-hmm. In the uh, 1996 Port Arthur yes. massacre in Tasmania, Australia, and it's literally the event that sparked them to be like, 
you know, actually, all assault rifles can get the yeah, fuck out yeah, of just, here. Yeah, just just like, no guns. We're not doing guns. You no know guns. Like, yeah, you, like, you shouldn't have uh, just free access to a device that when you push a button, it rapid fires yeah. holes into yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just not a good excuse for but that. But I'm I'm no doctor. You know what I mean. <laughs> A thing that's per that its purpose is to punch holes in people. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's interesting that like the you know the like you were saying like the country saw this entire thing and was just like, nah, we're not gonna repeat this or give anyone else the chance to kind of like gain from this like hole in our system. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's very interesting. You're right. Like that like laws are enacted. You know, if only America could take notes. Oh. Yeah, but you bring that up, uh, and people are like, "Yeah, well, they're they're commies." Yeah, yeah, or something for sure. unrelated. For sure, for sure. We yeah, are communists. Yeah, which we'll probably <laughs> we there's there's room on this show to do Nitram one day. I I love that that movie. It's actually very very tastefully done. Uh, weirdly enough, for being a subject on that you know, this, mass shooting. Is this the same director as Snowtown? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, which will absolutely that'll get its own episode. Both of these. Fuck are, me, that movie. Yeah, is these are both true, goddamn true dark, stories. Bro. Oh my god, have you seen Snowden? No. Oh, dude, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into those ones later on. That's Australia that's goes show. hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, let's get to rating this one. Uh, I will go last, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts first. Five Everyone. out of six. Five out of six. Five out of yeah. six. Hell yeah! Wow. For, for re- realism and Hell hot yeah. dogs. And hot. T- <laughs> I. F- yeah. Hell I yeah. felt so like disgusted watching it, and it was very much like, man, I don't think I ever want to watch this movie again. But you guys, you guys yeah. definitely turned me around. I think, and and you know, just discussing it and having some more um, space from it. I mean, I only watched it two nights ago, so like how I yeah, felt yeah, yesterday yeah. and how I feel today <laughs> for sure, pretty, for sure, pretty it, different. It's like we talked about that for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, we usually get Austin's clips later on, but yeah. you know, we even talked about this in the group chat. Like he came back and was like, "All right, you." <laughs> you can you can revel in the fact that you were right yeah. <laughs> that like because i had mentioned i was like maybe you'll get something else on the second rewatch of this you know what i mean i know that a lot <laughs> first viewing is fucking hard to get through yeah it's I, a I just, it's a shock like it's a shock to the system you know what i mean i just love how clumsy it is because yeah well there's there's just uh, a truth to nothing ever goes the way we think is gonna go mm-hmm. never exactly mm-hmm. and when you're like doing something that extreme, it's gonna go way different than you planned it. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a professional, which he's mm-hmm. not. He's not. Uh, yeah, and I just I really love. I don't know if realism is the right word because I like I do like movies with like fantastical elements, but I like logic to be attached to things. Yeah. Which, yeah. This is both missing and it has an abundance. Well, it's <laughs> right. It just it, the, the the realism of how it would go. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. doesn't have much logic. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, <laughs> but that's it's yeah. like a consistent logic. It's like if you're if yeah, whatever setting you're using, even yeah. if it's dudes yeah. slinging spells at each other, like as long as there's yeah. 
cons- <laughs> a consistent internal logic that is somehow yeah. uh, indicated to the the viewer mm-hmm. or the player or the the reader or the whatever. It mm-hmm. ends up working of like, oh, okay, yeah. Gandalf is like this thing and, you know, Saruman is like mm-hmm. this thing. So that's why, like, now this one beats, you know, Saruman beat him early and Gandalf beats him later. Mm-hmm. It's because there's logic laid out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for sure, when it when it decides to be realistic, you know, like having that mm-hmm. consistent realism, I think. think yeah, is, yeah, the believability yeah. of how various characters would behave, even if it's not logical yeah yeah and i think that's a huge the 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 biggest indicator of that was when the mom freezes up yeah and everything's going on it's even like the daughter is is just sitting there at one point while he's attacking the family and it's just Mm -hmm. like yeah sometimes sometimes it'd be like that yeah i mean Uh, you you don't know know. how you would react people are always like yeah well why didn't you do the perfect thing Mm mm-hmm and like it's easy to and the answer to that is i don't know yeah yep exactly. i i i was stunned i didn't know what to do yep that's a very real thing so you did you did you rate it or what did you, what did uh, what did we come to i i didn't i didn't yet um okay oh by the way for those listening we rate out of 6 on this show oh yeah we got to get better at saying that that's like yeah we have to keep yeah, so six is a perfect score. You know, this for, is this is only what our thirty fourth rodeo. Thirty fourth, whatever. It's not our first. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, I I feel like when I first watched it, I was like, wow, I feel like there's something to be said about the argument of you know the the massive rate of recidivism that we see mm-hmm. here that i imagine other yeah. countries see you know i've ne- have to i've never yeah. looked at i've they never looked to. at the rate but putting people into a box and beating them only makes them bitter it doesn't make them go oh i'm going to i'm going to change my ways they're like fuck you man i'm going to get craftier mm-hmm. i can't you know, yeah, you know exactly and that's why he even has that little line in the beginning about like prison is meant to be for reform and he's mm-hmm. like, but uh, but I can't shake this feeling, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but uh, I still want to murder and torture people. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I am completely reformed. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't don't let this guy run an old lady in a penis statue. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Bit of the old ultra violence. Um, but yeah, when I when I first watched it, I was like, man, I feel like it's like in terms of like my actual enjoyment of it, it's like. I was like, I get what they were going for, but I feel like it's like a, a three. Um, but now, you know, with yeah. some more time and thinking about it more and talking about it more, you know, I find myself somewhere between a four and a five. So maybe maybe four and a half. Like, it's hard to mm-hmm. enjoy a movie like this. But yeah. Oh, yeah. it doesn't have a lot of rewatchability. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but sure. it's it's got a lot to say. And I can see why someone likes Big New, who is such a you know, like cultural icon, it seems mm-hmm. he's literally mm-hmm. teaching at like one of the top film schools or, or whatever. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I understand why he was compelled to be a part of this because it was this horrible, mm-hmm. horrible thing that happened. Um, they're both either German or Austrian, but so either in their home country or near their home country, yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. thing that happened mm-hmm. that resonated with them that they, 
in real life, this example led to it never happening again. So trying to get that out to more mm. people, you know, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I see the artistic merit and definitely, you know, I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So for me, uh, probably going to rate this firmly at a five and a half close to a six uh, just because of everything that it like the execution of this movie i think is incredible mm-hmm. uh on every single like technical level it seems to be firing on all cylinders um like i said even in, in terms of like possession like in the camera work and what i loved about that film and like there's so much going on there's so much information being fed to you uh it's never dull it's never yeah. dull. like as for and it's a sharp fucking hour not even 18 minutes hour 18 like not even hour 20 like it's very fucking slim this is mm-hmm. there's no fat on the movie even with all of the uh drawn out staggering sequences yeah. you know and I, like it had an influence on one of my favorite directors gasper no like i like he did the introduction for the blu-ray of this movie, which wasn't subtitled, and I will never be able to understand <laughs> unless I learn French. So <laughs> here we go. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think in terms of the again the technical aspect of what they're able to achieve, it, marrying that image with like marrying the chaos that must be inside this dude's head with the imagery outside of like just him walking on the fucking street. And us being able to be inside his head at all times mm-hmm. with the narration and pulling like little pieces together. You're just like, it's interesting to see how someone can lie to themselves. Yeah. And you watch that happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's such an interesting aspect of uh, storytelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, it's, it's again, everything that I love about films is, is, it's the uncomfortable setting. It's violent. It's not. It's not at all pretty. But again, it evokes an emotion, uh, and it's not a pretty one, yeah. you know. But I think I think that I've always firmly been on the side of art is meant to do that. It's meant to evoke emotion. It's meant to challenge people, and it's meant to make you feel something, <laughs> you know. And I think this movie does that in a great fucking way it's very uncomfortable in the way that it gets its point across but i think it does an excellent point in getting that specific point across like you were saying like the the prisons not being enough for the the social justice you know like scale to be you know balanced essentially it's not it's not it's not enough to keep people from doing these horrible fucking things yeah. You have to have other avenues. You have to have access to mental health, you know, resources and shit like that. Like it's yeah, it's interesting. It sort of uh, reminds you of that, or or in a way, campaigns for that. Without mm-hmm. you, don't feel any pity for this guy, though. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. That's what versus what, something like exactly. like the movie Monster tells the story of someone who uh, it's uh, you're like, yeah, I could see why she became a murderer of yeah. a certain set of subset of people and. Yeah, I just feel like that was that's sort of an American leaning as well with this kind of story is to be like, well, you either think he's aberrant and some kind of impossible yeah, mystical yeah. monster or you have to feel sorry for him. 
And this doesn't really do either. Like when you're hearing him talk about his childhood, you're like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. But like he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, a thousand percent. But it's yeah. just this very clinical, dry, like this is a person mm-hmm. uh, who needs to be kept away from society mm-hmm. and is should be studied. Yeah. And is yeah, not. Yeah considered to be mentally normal exactly like he talks about the psychologist taking an interest in him because of the fact that it like this just didn't occur mm-hmm. in their country very much so they're like trying to figure out okay why does it occur though like, yeah well let's get to the point let's get to the answers you know underneath this but it's like as i'm saying like as a case study this movie is fucking fascinating as just one thing that happened a contained little like event that popped off that again sparked entire changes to an entire you know social system mm-hmm. it, i i just think it's it's fascinating and i think it really works on it i mean fuck i'd be even inclined to rate it out of six as far as like the more i talk about it the more i fall in love with how just how much it it was able to do with such a little limited amount of time mm-hmm. and uh research you only have what there's only a couple of settings like maybe the two sets the diner and the house really the rest is on the road yeah you don't really have a whole lot of settings in this it just kind of like mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating uh, again just so much with so little there's not even the characters don't even have fucking names one of them has names yeah. uh, it has a name you know it's like yeah. it's it's not so, really about that it's not about that. It's it's just it, it like I love that about movies too when they're able to go bare bones and and deliver on an incredible level. Like you're just able to do so much with so little. It just speaks to how talented everyone involved in the movie was. It, it you know it, like the cast. And it the really crew. is on on a technical level. Everyone yeah. is firing on all cylinders. You yeah. know, it's like you yeah. can't Absolutely. say that anybody is is doing their job poorly that helped make this movie you could say that it you know feels disgusting to watch and that's the intention so Mm -hmm. you know like yeah exactly that's valid it's perfectly valid and like you were saying like like you guys were saying not a lot of rewatch value to it for sure i would understand that like Mm -hmm. i could totally understand that but again like at least that second viewing i would urge people to go back and watch that second viewing just watch the theatrical the, the theatrical cut because it does wrap things up and then it makes you just just kind of understand like a hot dog yes exactly. thank you like thank a you. hot dog thank you so like much like a hot dog was it the last one <laughs> god damn it <laughs> trying to make a point <laughs> like I, I i love that about it though that it just had all of these things uh so beautifully intertwined i yeah. just i really think that was just kind of uh, made it it really is a masterpiece in my opinion you know what mm-hmm. i mean as fucked up as it is to say you know like <laughs> this this really has become the blood fucking podcast yeah well well you know it's like the difference between a robert e lee statue and a history class about <laughs> the 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 confederacy so you know this is not a this is not a statue to Werner Nisik. This is this is a history lesson so people understand. This yeah. is why you cannot just let somebody who has committed violent crimes straight out yeah. onto the street. A lot yeah, of prisons exactly. are like that where they are just in a city and you are really just a couple walls away from, yep. you know, and that's not even like to me 
a, a huge like to me that's not a sticking point i'm not saying there shouldn't be prisons in cities but, yeah, but it just yeah, shows yeah. that if you're not doing like a mental evaluation a psychiatric evaluation mm-hmm. you're not finding out what's really causing these behaviors yeah like just mm-hmm. be the potential for danger fucking uh, elaborate it jumps you know super fucking torturing high, like... people doesn't get them to give you correct information and it doesn't get them to yeah. change and become yep. better people so the idea mm-hmm. that if you do a crime you deserve <laughs> the worst shit ever mm-hmm. is is just so barbaric you know yeah absolutely so how do we get all those people we know in life who are like, I'm just so good at reading people. <laughs> Employed. The empaths. Just talking to prisoners and figuring out what their deal is. Like, how do we get this program going? Oh, man. Yeah. How do we get all of society's problems these, and move them over these are, there? <laughs> these are answers for another podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I honestly, yeah, like I think that this this movie is a great. Uh, like I said, it's sticking to the mission statement of this show because we mm-hmm. absolutely this is this is violence in the name of art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I feel violence like, with a heart. Yeah, violence with heart for sure. Yeah, yeah this is definitely. <laughs> You know, and I mean, we're going to definitely get into some murkier territories with violence. You know, questionably for the sake of art. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll get yeah, to we're, that. We're gonna have to uh, make a case. We'll get yeah. At some we'll, point, we'll get to that eventually. We'll scrape the bottom of the barrel <laughs> <laughs> in the history of this podcast. But uh, we actually have some very, very exciting news for you guys. Um, we, uh, for the very first time, are going to be tackling a trilogy uh, between the three of us. Yeah, we are going to be bringing you the Vengeance trilogy. From Park Chan Wook. Yes. And this is, this is, uh, it's going to be a huge, huge feat for all of us. Uh, we will be starting in order. So we will be doing Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. Old Boy. Yeah. And then ending on Lady Ooh. Vengeance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we are very excited. I just got to watch at the time of this recording. I just, uh, last night got back from the, uh, old boy uh screening they did their uh they re-released it in theaters for about like i think a week or two mm-hmm. um it is gorgeous and it hit exactly like it fucking did the first time when i saw it when i was like 16 years old Hell yeah. like it is an incredible fucking movie i cannot wait to cover that one but we're starting with sympathy for mr vengeance next week mm-hmm. and uh this I'm so excited. This is gonna be the first time we ever do like a trilogy on this show between yeah. us, and uh, oh boy, these are gonna be some thick ass episodes. Yeah, it's gonna get. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. we're getting heady. We're getting bloody. We're there's, getting. Yeah, there's nothing simple about a South Korean film. Fuck no. <laughs> oh my god, I was watching it, being like the amount of notes. I'm going to have to take makes my fucking hands hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these are going to be intense. These are going to be long ones. Oh, so yeah. Oh yeah. I have to say it makes more sense for me to be doing the handmaiden. Cuz that's like one of the thirstiest movies of all time. Yep, yep, but saying, that's we'll, Park Chan-wook for we'll, another time. We'll get we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's an Evelyn pick for another you, night. There's an octopus. You know, you know you do have you do have the opportunity to just roll because I think what the end of this trilogy will be will be sideshow 
So you could always do that at. No, it's a, you. Oh really? Oh we're gonna. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lady Vengeance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. Uh, I I got some other things I gotta get okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> we had the chance for four Park Chan Wooks in a in a row. Three is enough. Mu- <laughs> three's, three's, three's company. Three's plenty. Yeah. Three's plenty. Hey, so uh, <laughs> so before we. We're going to get all wooked out. We're <laughs> <laughs> wooking Pnub. Wooking Pnub. Yeah. God damn it. So bad. So, uh, so bad. Before we let him know where to find us, I just want to, yeah. you know, sort of make an announcement. You know, we, we didn't necessarily mm-hmm. make as much of one when we brought Austin on board because obviously you're hearing his voice every week. So it's kind of obvious yeah. we've brought another team member on. So, you know, we just want to say thank you and give a shout out to uh, previous guest, Dylan Wright. He's been helping us out a lot with our social media content and and (laughs) posting things because we're all. Thank you so much for handling our Mm -hmm. fucking socials because we were not doing the best job. Admittedly. (laughs) So we appreciate everyone who's been along for the ride so far, but hopefully... You know, along with better outreach will come the opportunity to do better stuff with the show and cooler things Bigger for you shit, guys. Man. So we're, no, we're growing we're growing so big. We have so many fucking plans for shit. Like mm-hmm. honestly, the trilogy is just the first kind of like step into this type of thing, but we're gonna be branching out and doing all kinds of really fun shit, really cool shit. But you know, we can't do that unless people hear about us. So yeah. do your part. And fucking find us on the socials. Pick that's up the right. phone and start dialing. That's right. <laughs> like that Segway game. You can find us on the socials uh, on Instagram uh, at the Devil's Work Pod. We are on Facebook at the Devil's Work Podcast. And we have an email set up for us uh, for you guys to get in contact with us directly. If you guys want to uh, let us know if there's any tidbits you you know want to contribute that we might have missed. Or any movie recommendations, anything, any guys, just, you know, say hi, show love, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the Devil's Work Podcast at gmail.com. And we are uh, now on TikTok as well at the Devil's Work Podcast. Thank you. I forgot. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We're we're now on TikTok. So you we uh we're famous, find, find Find us on the <laughs> clock app with really cool looking videos that Dylan is so nice to <laughs> yeah. crib out of our crib out clips for us and and put together. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty yeah. awesome. Oh wow, and we're at, we're up to forty five followers. I think last time I looked, it was it was like hey. thirty one. So that's pretty cool. It's, Fuck yeah, Dude, that's pretty quick for this week. Hey, it's been yeah. it's been Thank like a, it's been Appreciate like a week, you. baby. It's been it really has been like a week. It's crazy. Yeah. So so. So Hell yeah! But thank sh- you guys. Shout out to to Austin and Dylan for you know Fuck being yeah. a part of the pod. Shout out to everybody yep. out there listening. We appreciate you guys. Please write in. We love hearing from you. We love Absolutely. being corrected. We love getting yeah. little tidbits that maybe we <laughs> forgot. Only human, to, damn it! That maybe we forgot to throw in. We we really I think speaking personally, something that that really hit me was hearing someone say, "Man." I never thought about that tarot connection in uh, yeah. people under the yeah. stairs. And fucking people under the stairs. So yeah. you know, if we wrinkled your brain and you just want to let us know that, we we would love to hear that too. Yeah, yeah. please, you guys. All right. Well, um, also, also uh, if you know a good place to get a snossage. You- <laughs> 
I do. God damn it! I know some spots in Columbus, Ohio. Fucking. <laughs> All right, you guys. Fucking take care. Lock your lock your doors. Lock your windows. No, it doesn't fucking matter. He's gonna matter. smash right through it. <laughs> A man, a man. Go eat a sausage. Go but eat a sausage. But at least you'll know he's there. I, I forgot to say this earlier, but like, all I could think is like, that's a shattered elbow. You know, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glass no, is gone, hard, man. Gone. People yeah, do not. Absolutely. Like, people are like, oh, it's see through. No, no, it is. No. <laughs> it's strong. No, you pour sweet stuff. You do it for cinema. <laughs> Alright, y'all. Alright. Ligma sausages. Ligma.